0: Today's podcast is sponsored by Bald Move. Get 25% of a new annual membership by going to club.baldmove.com and using code WW2018 at checkout. That's all one word. Again, this is for new annual memberships only. 25% off your membership at club.baldmove.com. Use WW2018 at checkout.
1: welcome to watching westworld the officially unofficial podcast for westworld on hbo i'm jim i'm aaron and we're here today to talk about season two episode two titled reunion uh a lot of reunions going on this episode indeed reunion between Maeve and dolores I like that one uh reunion between sheer ridiculousness and lee uh i don't know that he actually actually ever left that though so maybe that's not a reunion uh what do you think of this episode
0: um i i liked it a lot uh you know it's like they're throwing even more timelines at us because we we talked about last week how most of that was confined to essentially a two-week time period and now we're jumping back 35 years 30 years 20 25 years and we have hard tells of of this this passing of time like the fact that you know william is just dating a woman that he eventually presumably marries and they now have like an eight-year-old daughter and the man is in poor health, and then he's sick, and then he's dying. Like, there's lots of clues, uh, and there's lots of stuff to dig into. And just more than that, I thought that some of the performances were really excellent. Other than, again, I still think Dolores is pretty stagey and performative, which might be a clue. Uh, but Yeah, perhaps uh, intentionally so. I really enjoyed it. A lot of the guest stars were a lot of fun. Um yeah, I'm I'm uh I, I I was a lot more at ease with this episode than I was last episode. What I did, did you think?
1: Yeah, I did really enjoy seeing the hosts out of the park for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh that whole scene with Logan being given the demonstration of their capabilities was awesome. Uh, both with the way it unfolded and the way Logan reacts and just everything about that was really cool. Um there's just a lot of good stuff here. I I find myself getting more and more wrapped up as we both unfold a little more information but also raise a lot more questions Mm -hmm. uh, which this episode does in spades um but i don't i don't know we we talked a lot about it in the instant take the instant talk podcast um so i'm not sure how much i want to go on before we get into the recap
0: i will say that as i go there are a couple i mentioned a problem on instant take or an instant talk podcast where uh I was a little skeptical that there would be a broom closet full of technicians and security guards, just blissfully unaware that uh, mm-hmm. the park is being taken over by robots. But I also, on, on second and subsequent watches, there's a there's a scene in particular that I find kind of jarring, and it's pretentiousness, and it's like so out of place compared to everything else. So I guess huh. we'll we'll, okay. we'll talk about that when we get there.
1: Yeah, I'm curious which one
0: that's going to be. Yeah, I love telling people that are fans of a show that I'm going to bitch about it. Stay tuned for the bitching, you know. I don't know why there, there I do be, that. There will be plenty of praise. So Yeah, don't, I don't know cuz like I, there's also, seg- you know, there's always somebody who feels like they're the lost ball in the tall weeds or they're just not getting it or this doesn't look like anything mm-hmm. to me and you know, uh, I'm there to say, yeah, this isn't a perfect show. Sure. Not yet. Mm-hmm. Uh uh but but uh, it's it's a hell of a good early season 2 show. Yeah, it's actually interesting to me all the
1: the characterization they're trying to do up front with some of the characters that we didn't get much from last season. Right. Like, Man in Black, okay, we understand his motivations, but it looks like potentially we're going to be leaning into like his family life and the whole drama around that. It looks yeah. like Logan's going to get a lot more
0: yeah.
1: uh, character development other than just being this ridiculous asshole. Uh, I'm kind of excited for that aspect of the show because it's the one thing that I felt like season one was lacking. Yeah, that's a it good It had point. mystery in spades, but the, the character development, there was something that just didn't quite connect, except on like a very few characters. Sure. Um, so I'd like to see more of that this season. Should we get into the recap?
0: Yeah. Hey, just wanted to remind everybody before we get to the episode, we've got a lot of stuff going on at Bald Move. We're just super busy folks lately. Uh, every Sunday night, right after the first airing of Westworld, we have the Instant Talk podcast, which is essentially the instant take that you're familiar with, with a live call-in show, not a call-in show, a live chat-in show. Mm-hmm using the YouTube Super Chat functionality uh, so you can interact with us, uh, share your thoughts, ask questions. It's been a lot of fun. It feels like drinking from the fire hose from our perspective, but it's super cool. Probably the quickest coverage you can get on Westworld. Absolutely it is. Uh, That's cool for club members only. Uh, For non-club members, the first part where it's not the call-in show uh, we put in the feed for everybody on Sunday night. Uh, also, uh, last week we had our series wrap up on The Walking Dead. Walking Dead was Shambalon, but not with us. And we had like a two hour podcast full of a lot of fun. Like, if, if you checked on the show years ago, you might enjoy it because we had a lot of our old skits, a lot of our old inside jokes, a lot of just kind of like thinking about the importance of The Walking Dead to the the founding of, of Bald Move. It's pretty cool. Uh, we also have the Expanse. Another episode, of the Expanse. We're really hot on that. that comes out. Uh, a date and date and time same same time as the expanse drops our podcast on the expanse drops because we got screeners for it this year that's cool for club members we got to quit your pitching coming out this week which is the fantastic show where jim and i make up titles for tv shows and movies and then we try to imagine what they would be like it's a lot of fun and last but not least uh actually got two things to talk about twitch Twitch.tv slash bald move every Monday and Wednesday. Jim and I have a different adventure. Right now we're playing through the God of War PlayStation game. Uh, I also this morning on uh, I'm I'm starting to play some Fortnite online. I won my first Fortnite game uh, <laughs> like randomly ten fifteen this morning, so that's cool. Wow. Twitch.tv slash bald move if you want to get on that. And finally, Con of Thrones. Con of Thrones.net it's going to be a big party down in Dallas, May 25th through 27th. See that website, conathrones.net, for tickets and guests. But uh, the important thing for Baldwin fans is we're going to be there, Jim and I. We're going to be, do- going to be doing panels. We're going to be interviewing some special guests. I can't say who yet, but we're going to have one, maybe two panels of stars from Game of Thrones that we're going to be interviewing them. And we're going to be meeting and greeting bald move fans throughout the weekend. Check it out. Tickets still available, conofthrones.net, May 25th through 27th, Dallas, Texas. Okay, we start off with uh, Cold Open, which
1: I think might be the first Cold Open Westworld's ever done.
0: If if there was another cold open, I meant to look this up and I forgot. until I just saw the notes. Cold open. Um, maybe the first episode had a cold open. Maybe. Maybe. I, yeah, I can't quite remember. But it's rare. It's pretty rare. It um,
1: so it's Arnold showing Dolores the outside world. And Ford arrives and he says, hey, it's time to, to display Dolores. But Arnold says she's not ready and we're going to go ahead and use this other girl. Yeah. Um, who we know as Angela? July, yeah. yeah. Okay, who we barely know as Angela. Uh-huh. Um, then he takes Dolores for a walk for to his work-in-progress stash pad for his neglected family. <laughs> and we see that Dolores' code still has a couple of bugs to work out. So maybe he wasn't just protecting her, maybe he's right. Well You don't want you don't want hosts repeating lines that they've already said in front of Logan. That's really
0: gonna break the illusion. So but is is he disallu- is he annoyed because if it's a bug or is he annoyed because he's really fallen into He's really fallen in love with the idea that Dolores is something special. That the Dolores is 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 oh, it's probably both.
1: Like I think those things are tied together. Like
0: yeah. if he's if
1: he has a special idea of Dolores, and then she displays these things like bugs, right? That so obviously betray her nature,
0: her but, programming. L- l- then... l- l- let me let me explore this for a bit because when I was uh-huh. watching this, I knew people were going to say because I myself had the first reaction of oh, she's repeating herself, piece of shit robot, shit canner, mm-hmm. no good for anybody. But I'm like. Children do that all the time, take phrases that are kind of right and use them in kind of inappropriate situations or get a positive reaction from the parental figures and then repeat that out of context. Like, And Dolores like, is not going to spring out fully formed as an adult consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. So are we sure that this is her – are we sure that this is evidence of her on a loop or is it just what you would consider natural – childlike behavior like how many I, how I many different like, did she have a thesaurus shoved up her ass that like every time something mm-hmm. new and amazing th- is shown to this rancher's daughter she can just trot out a different poetic verse
1: sure no i i understand what you're saying and i i think that would be true if I guess, to me, the language of the show has said many times before that this is what happens yeah. with these hosts when they repeat their loops. I you know? admit
0: to being playing devil's advocate a bit, but I just wanted yeah. to throw that out there as a way that, like, just just as Arnold is so desperate to see confirmation of his theory that these hosts are conscious, he also might be, uh, as kind of a dour skeptic of humanity, he also might be quick to dismiss you know things like this or disappointments in his children as as bugs instead of just developmental milestones mm-hmm. um so there's a really beautiful piece of music
1: that's playing over this whole thing which is Rachmaninoff's prelude in c sharp minor mm-hmm. um and i i saw it claimed on reddit that this song this particular piece is about a woman who is buried alive and later exhumed oh wow uh which, to me, has a lot of symbolism for the hosts themselves, mm-hmm. of, of this sort of raising of this birth of consciousness, right? Like, right. From, from this idea of death and then being buried alive, like, that is essentially what has happened to them so many times before. Um, and now they're coming out of that? Um, yeah, it, it was. could be thematic.
0: This also reminds me, like, just to make another free association based on all the, the – I feel like this came up in a Fargo or maybe a True Detective podcast, that, like the, the Oedipus myth – Wasn't one of the things that uh, one of the dastardly deeds done in that um, Oedipus's sister or maybe mother entombed alive?
1: Maybe. Because she was an
0: oracle and she essentially foretold all and like it was like, I can't, somebody's like, I can't have that happen. So they just walled her up. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I just want to throw that out into the podcast first and see if it washes up later with a fully formed (laughs) theory that we consider in the theory section.
1: Uh, But. It's interesting that you bring up kind of that mythology stuff because there's a lot of Greek mythology mixed up in uh, a lot of what's happening here. And, yep. and these symbols on these stones mm-hmm. um, that are constructing Arnold's house here uh, or his family's house, it, they all tie into that. I want to wait until next scene to talk about it. Becomes, it, it becomes like more cohesive and more um, solid in the next scene. Right. Did you have anything else
0: to I just say wanted about this? Theme? Her line about new light, uh, strange new light, can be as frightening as the dark, um, and, and showing people's resistance to change. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, even now when we talk about AI, it's always in terms of you know, there's always like, oh well, you know, if super advanced AI can be this like you know, awesome thing for humanity, or it could enslave and kill us all. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, but but people's first reaction to anything new is like, we don't like it and it's bad. And I thought that this might kind of outline the tragedy of, you know, instead of humanity welcoming, you know, cousins or brothers and sisters into the fold of consciousness here on Earth, it's going to be, you know, pitchforks and, and oh, torches yeah. and, because it's strange new light. Mm-hmm. And we see a little bit of that with the stable boy last, last se- uh last episode where, all these robots need to be beat to death. It's not like we got a bad robot. Like, we've got tons of bad people on this planet, but we don't round up everyone and kill them yeah. unless you're some kind of fucking Thanos-level supervillain. So I just want to call that out, and then we can move on. Is is Dolores seeing kind of the beauty
1: in this, and so she's willing to accept this new light? Although I know it's her own nature. Like, that's what she's accepting here. Yeah. Um, but is it, it... In my mind, there's like a shift in Dolores in... Recent episodes, let's say this season, um, where she's gone from seeing the beauty to seeing the truth, and she says as much later on, right? And those two both. things aren't
0: the same. Yeah, she she can she can see both, and I I don't know what that means. Like, there's so many ways you can interpret a robot saying that. Like, I can see mm-hmm. both of my potential plot lines. I can see like I, I I'm well, like when some people,
1: you know, she has the lines about some people choosing to see the the darkness. She sees mm-hmm. the beauty, um, right? the truth might be, you know, just a line between those, right? Sure. Just the middle path here where both of those exist. Right. It's not... It's shades of gray. Yeah. Uh, Which will be interesting (laughs) later on in season two, I'm sure. Um, So there's also this, this, uh, it looks like a cafe or like some type of building here called Space 47. It's got some probably Chinese characters. I'm wondering if they're Japanese. I can't tell. Because when you look up Space 47, there's an episode of some kind of Power Rangers esque uh, TV show from Japan huh. that is called Space 47, huh. um, like the episode itself is. And I guess, I, I don't know, it doesn't have too much to do with the Dion episode. Have
0: the signage that they're walking past? Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. Because I, uh, I heard that those were Chinese, uh, according okay. to Reddit, those were Chinese uh, glyphs or kanji. Is that the proper That would make term? sense, Yeah um but uh who know i i i don't know anything and i i just it just would make sense mm-hmm. if he's like you know you'd want to be as close to Westworld as you can get without actually being on at Westworld so mm. i assume this is some place right on the china sea the shores of the china sea yeah
1: that would make sense okay so we go to um this guy who Angela let go, I don't even know his name, he's one of the board members, mm-hmm. uh, leading them to the Sector 19 refurbishment outpost, which her, Teddy, and Dolores promptly take over. Dolores tells him that she knows exactly what's in our world because she's been there before, and then we transition to a new scene, which I'll talk about here in a second.
0: I do have, uh, so watching this multiple times and thinking about it—is it still bug you the fact that these guys are essentially in a janitor's closet? you know, patching up host, completely oblivious, even though uh, I got it all figured out. No, the, no, no. This is Because, like, the guy sense. even says, like, where is our replacement? We've been at this for 13 hours. This is a much longer shift, and, like, plus <laughs> yeah. there's tons more bodies than we... Like... Completely oblivious. Yeah, like, it, it's not like everything on the board was green... And Dolores Bustin armed It's like lots of flashing red and you got a security guy right there, one of Stubbs dudes. What the fuck? Do you have do you have an answer for Oh, this? I've got it. Yeah. If okay. you if
1: you look at the beginning of the scene, they have the fakest ass host that they're wheeling through this scene. I noticed It looks that like too. Jonathan Nolan's personal real doll or something. I it's actually so thought fucking w- when, terrible. When I
0: first saw this, I had a few <laughs> seconds of like is this like Westworld classic? Like yeah, like So they- th-
1: so in my mind, the Sector 19 is a place where they send the people who aren't quite uh, <laughs> this is trained day, yet. Yeah. yeah, this is like training day for them. But still, jeez. <laughs> so they're working on hosts that don't that aren't
0: real. Uh, they don't get alarms when when shit goes down, I guess. Uh, yeah, they're the the beat squad or the D squad. Uh it yeah. I I don't know. I don't know about all that. Seems pretty <laughs> seems pretty rough. No, it whatever. does. It's
1: it's completely ridiculous that they wouldn't get the alert.
0: Right. I mean, you could just have like three technicians and a security guy with a gun and they're scared and they got the door barricaded and it's like an alien scene and Dolores just comes in with a bunch of unkillable robots like Mm-hmm. why gotta make the humans dumb man why they gotta make the humans dumb i don't know uh this is the scene where
1: she says something about now i see the truth instead of the beauty um so then we move
0: on to william and logan hold on a second though yeah this is the other scene like i love kanye's Runaway. i loved its use in the trailer when they start when she starts tasting the human's tears and tripping on kanye's <laughs> runaway and having all these like uh, i thought the show is dangerously teetering on the edge of being too far up its own ass like this scene and this this scene only mm-hmm. just seems so fucking pretentious on first viewings and multiple viewings it's like even more it's like this is a showy weirdly edited you know high concept music piece that's also just a piece of vulgar pop fiction or uh you know pop music like i don't know yeah, took me I out can, of it. A bit. I couldn't
1: understand why you'd feel that way. A it, lot of people felt that way in season one, where they were just playing fucking Soundgarden on a player piano, you know? Yeah, but I like, mean, I guess oh, it's, it's like
0: much. if you're going to do that, me—I don't know. I don't. I don't. I'm just saying it didn't work for me. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's
1: fine. Uh, I, I can totally understand why. Uh, so then we go to William and Logan meeting with potential investment. Um, William's bored, and he leaves before the. The pitch people arrive, and when they finally do, Logan's treated to a completely convincing investment pitch in the form of a room full of hosts that he couldn't tell were real humans, or weren't real humans, rather, uh, along with a personal, what I'll call an after-party in the Logan form, uh, which Dolores sees kind of the aftermath of conspicuously. A judgy-ass robot look. She Yeah, she's given all kinds of judgy looks she, in this episode. That's
0: where I'm like, I, you, you asserted that maybe... Um... Maybe Dolores isn't wasn't ready for the primetime role. I don't know. I think I think Bernard I think Arnold knew what this was going to be and didn't want his surrogate daughter in on any part of it. Yeah, definitely. Um But why is Dolores like as far as I know, no one's watching this. Why is Dolores giving her like, you know, this judgy look and why is Angela looking back at her with like a bitch please look? Mm-hmm like you know don't hate the game not the player it's it's a very weird thing for 30 year old westworld robots to be doing but it's significant we're supposed to notice it yeah i
1: mean i think it's significant in that you know as much as dolores has seen in the park of how they're treated she's also seen it out of the park yeah. Um and if you say ah, okay she can remember this stuff now. Right. Then there's your truth, there's your outside world which she
0: knows right. is They're all complete just being bullshit out anyway. Out against their knowledge and will and all that yeah. other stuff. Um interesting. So it extends everywhere there is no escape. Do you know who was with Angela? the the actor the the Native American looking actor Did yeah read, it's Hansi uh, from Fargo fuck yeah it <laughs> is because I'm like I've seen this guy he's he's not he wasn't Kissy from La- and I I I don't reckon maybe he was a Ghost Nation warrior something but yeah he's he's fucking Zon McLaren the Hansi from season two of Fargo which yeah. we thought was a uh just a really awesome performance Uh I'm excited to have him in Westworld that's mm-hmm. pretty cool so. uh why do you think they brought him on? Because
1: I, I don't know. They got a good actor. They got to be <laughs> like, doing,
0: but they, but in specific, they got to be doing more with the the Native American stuff, right? I would think so. Yeah. Like if you're if you're hiring a high caliber someone that's done interesting work in that space before, like mm-hmm. I mean, I get any other show, I'd be like, yeah, he's just an awesome. They're 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 he's an awesome actor, but like you know, this is fucking Westworld, so I don't think it's inappropriate to say that he might get s- slotted into. Uh, some kind of ghost nation business later on. Yeah. Especially since it does feel like with the whole Stubbs mystery that there's, they, they are, they have a big part to play and they've almost entirely been unrepresented on mm-hmm. screen from a protagonist or antagonist point of view. Yeah. I'm,
1: I'm actually ca- kind of surprised at the lack, lack of representation giving, given, uh, that Arnold is probably an African American. I assume he's American. Uh huh. Um, the lack of representation of his own uh, race yeah, well, just discuss- in, in the makeup of the host, right? There's it's a little weird. There's
0: feedback for that. Oh, there uh, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what it might mean to the story or just, more Just like-, like kind of pointing it out. Okay. Um, and how, like, if, if, the, if this is in the future and, like, you know, our current kind of pop culture is trending in a certain way as far as representation and more authenticity, mm-hmm. that, like, would it be is it believable the West World to be kind of this regressive where like all the women are in traditional, like there's not any, you know, and you can you, there's, there's already like this bitching and moaning in video games and TV and movies when people like throw in a, a person of color or a woman in a non gender conforming role. in like the middle ages, you know, people who lo- fucking lose their mind, right? Not historically, you know, why accurate. they're drinking magic potions and riding dragons. Like, uh-huh. er, why is a black person in Britannia? Yeah. Um, it is kind of weird that Westworld would be such a throwback. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, because we've definitely seen, uh, like, black and I believe even Asian families attending as guests to Westworld. Yeah. So uh, I thought... And I also wonder if there's a little bit of course correction, because, like, um, in in this alpha version of Westworld, we see, like, Armistice is the town sheriff. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a woman that's not just, like, a whore or a farmer's daughter or you know a damsel in distress she's actually you know uh the law yeah. so i i wonder if like nolan and and uh, joy were both like oh yeah we totally did that thing that all white showrunners do and like they're <laughs> trying to trying to get get back to to something a little bit more i don't know yeah. but it's an interesting question it the, is the other thing i wanted to ask is um so there's a lot i listened to the ringers podcast last week and andy greenwald first of all he doesn't see robots as people and (laughs) bemoans the lack of human characters and i'm like jesus christ dude number one number two he's always going on about how like why do i need to see the man in black patch himself up for five minutes and i haven't heard his take from this week but i guarantee it's there's probably something along the lines of Why did I have to watch Logan go through this five-minute pitch for Westworld that we walk into fully knowing what it is, what's going on, the fact that they're all hosts, all the twists? Why is it interesting? I think it is interesting, but I'm having trouble articulating why this isn't just Westworld fapping to itself. So here's
1: one point that I think is important to make. Um, and that the episode makes is that Logan hasn't seen shit like this, and he thinks it is far beyond the capabilities so, so, of society. So it's establishing
0: tech. thirty years ago, approximately, yeah. that this is next, next, next level. Yeah, that nobody else has this. This shit. this isn't Hans's robot falling downstairs. <laughs> right. This isn't a creepy, uncanny valley shit. Like like this is way uh-huh. beyond where we thought we were technologically. Right. So that 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 is new. That is absolutely new information. Like it you don't is. care about the universe, and you're out on the show, and you're looking for reasons to shit on it. Uh, but like that—that that is new information. Uh, the other is that it tells us about Logan, mm-hmm. like just kind of how cocksure he is, and yet how kind of like callow he is as, as well. Like he thinks he's capable, and his dad is like this—this this fossil. But you can imagine his dad having the exact opposite view of him. Uh-huh. Um, and he's kind of like, gets his petty jealousy and he's easily swayed by his emotions and his, his penis. Um, yeah, just calling it like, like, like a five minute waste of scenery. Like, don't we want people to show, not tell? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think it does
1: more for Logan even. I think this scene shows us that Logan is confident, like you said, in his own abilities, um, to kind of pick the next big thing. And right. and the fact that Westworld becomes the next big thing, like the future tech is here and Logan picks up on that, to me says that this is kind of him getting lucky. Mm. Like he doesn't even, he didn't intentionally walk into this situation. He had no right. idea what he was walking into here. Right. Um, this just fell into his lap. And yeah. and his father had seen him like kind of be the man who is always interested in the future. And in my in my new revised opinion after this scene of Logan, he swings and misses a lot. Yeah. Um, and this is the one time where he hit it on the head, but he wasn't able to sell it to his father. Right. So, like, I it really sheds, in my opinion, new light on the
0: backstory of Logan. Mm. Even though it doesn't really say as much. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I agree. I, I, don't, I definitely see the criticism, and it's not without merit. I just think that it's only got merit if you don't really care about the deeper themes about the characters and the, you know, yeah, the story of the show. Maybe Logan's a robot. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He, that's how next level he is. He was <laughs> Westworld before Westworld. Uh, so, okay, let's talk about the Greek stuff because there's a
1: lot of stuff in here. Um, and they specifically mention Argos, which is kind of the original name of the company that, uh, Robert and Arnold founded. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they created the host through. So, Uh, Catherine Lindsay, Lindsay on refinery29.com has some other Greek symbolism that goes along with this. Um, so actually the word Delos is the name of a real Greek Island Mm. and it's in, in mythology, Greek mythology. It's the place where Leto gave birth to Artemis and Apollo, which made this a sacred place where mortals could neither be born or die um which when you think about the park in those terms it kind of reflects that yeah um you know the only birth and death in those places is of the host themselves right or the gods uh and then the the word argos which is the like i said the name of the company um it kind of evokes jason and the argonauts right, right. And, the, and the boat that they they leave on with the argonauts is called argo mm-hmm. so it's very closely tied to that. I um, think
0: Argos is also – we have some feedback about this – is also like uh, was a nation and hmm, like this okay. king that like sent Jason on the quest, okay, uh, which so probably how the shit got his tied. name. Like I'm not super up. Like I've seen the film Jason and the Argonauts. and
1: I have many, many years like, ago. It, it, it was back in junior high that we
0: did that, that you know, Greek mythology. <laughs> right. so... so
1: for people who, yeah, haven't maybe now, did you studied notice? this in junior high, the, the idea uh-huh. of Jason and the Argonauts is that a man – Jason, um, is
0: is searching for a golden fleece, which will give him the right to rule over these certain people. He's, he's giving a bunch of random and seemingly impossible tasks. There's like sure. several of them. And yeah. the
1: golden fleece is kind of the culmination of right, it. Right, right. Um, and so this golden fleece, once he finally finds it, he comes back and he says, okay, it's my time to rule. Mm-hmm. And the very people who he expected to rule over chase him out of town, mm. uh, which think about that in the context of Westworld. You know, right. now now we're seeing that where that revolt is happening right now. So uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see how much of this applies to like Ford and Arnold and how much of it applies to Dolores herself. Right.
0: because uh, who knows what's happening with Dolores. Um, in the the mythos or the speculation section we might dive in this a little bit deeper, but also okay. I want to throw out those weird like plus and dot patterns yes. that were all over Arnold's abode that uh-huh. he was building for himself are a Greek Glyph right. that in alchemaic ter- times was used to denote solutions involving vinegar, I D- believe. Distilled
1: vinegar, the yeah. Distilled vinegar. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: uh, but also, it's used in modern cartography to denote uh, shores with stony bottoms. Right. Uh, which you know might connect to the mysterious sea that we have flooding the center of Westworld. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I just want. Like, again, we might. We might draw some more connections. I just wanted to throw those out there for people that might uh, might have missed it. Also, the the symbol has appeared in season one. There was. I know at least one image of like the. It was on a a water bottle that like a little girl was carrying through Sweetwater, like a jug of yep. something. And, so, and it looked
1: like it might have been, uh, potentially, a Chinese girl. 'Cause it had the big wide, wide the strawberry hat. Strawberry. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Like a host. Like you're talking right. about
0: like, you know, like railroad constructor yes. construction family or something like that. Uh, okay.
1: Um and, and can I just say how much I loved Clem as the PA, the player piano in this mm-hmm. episode. And Dolores becomes that later too. Right. Um but I don't know, I really enjoy seeing hosts play pianos for some reason. <laughs> Uh, so we go back to the killing in Sector 19. Dolores has one of the techs show Teddy his former lives uh, and, more importantly, his former deaths. Uh, Teddy demands to know why the humans are doing this, and the tech says it's all just for fun. So
0: I, hmm. the what has happened to the hosts? Is this something that, that Ford has done that, that has freed them? Because the people have said they're off their scripts or off their path. Because like if Teddy, when he was still on his path, had seen any of this, this would be a whole bunch of this looks like nothing to me. Um, yeah, that's a good point. And I'm I'm also kind of struggling to see because some of the hosts seem to be just kind of going on their loops or going on the natural extrapolations of their loops if no one had interrupted them. Mm-hmm. Like what – or is this something that Dolores herself is doing? Or is it because Teddy is a, like one of these special people who is becoming more conscious that allows them to override his programming?
1: All uh, very good questions. Those are we, questions I
0: have, but yeah. But on the surface, I, this is a great scene. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I always I find it very easy to empathize with the host. Like imagine if you are a being that thinks it's conscious, and you're just been told that you have been suffering endlessly, and when you ask why, it's not. Well, this is an elaborate thing to cure cancer, or this is something to bring about world peace. It's not meaningful, or this in is, any is some way. kind of it's 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 just for fun. Yeah. And like how he was like despair, and then rage, and then when he got the answer, it's like he couldn't even process it. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the fuck does that even mean? Like, who thinks this is fun? It's great. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's a. It's an awesome scene. And yeah, uh, man, I James Marsden does a great job in this scene too. He I really. Got, does. I gotta say, he is. I'm glad he's able to do something where he doesn't have to have his eyes covered the whole damn movie. Uh-huh. Like he doesn't have. You know, he's a he's a he's a he's a great actor, good looking guy. Uh, and he's getting the he's getting to flex some of his muscles here. It's pretty cool. All right, we move on to Lawrence,
1: who is strung up by his feet and he's covered in ants by three dudes who are caught who caught him stealing their horses. The Pardew Brothers, uh huh. Um, who apparently he's supposed to be able to kill in this scenario. Yeah, but this time that doesn't happen. Uh, Man in Black rides in and saves him after a short battle with the men, and they ride to a cabin where the Man in Black tells Lawrence that they're going to burn this place to the ground. Lawrence says they can't get to where he wants to go except through Pariah, and Man of Black seems okay with that. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah,
0: we'll just we'll just go through Pariah, no big deal. Uh, so this interested in the, the, the fact that not all of the robots, but some of the robots can just not die. Ah, one okay. of the part, like this yeah. the, the, the big uh, thing of this scene is one of the Pardu brothers, even though he was seemingly killed, got back up off the ground. Not Death with isn't a technician. What it used to be just yeah. like yeah and causing the man in black to quip death dead being dead isn't what it what it used to be mm-hmm. um which and also the fact that just the fact that the, men in, the man in black uh william here really struggles to win this battle mm-hmm. like he is an older man and this is a robot and he almost gets his ass stabbed but then nevertheless when he prevails he just thinks it's the best he's yeah. like just like just this this uh like almost battle crazy laugh he gives mm-hmm. Um, there's also a couple other interesting world-building where William knows, like, when he goes in his bar, there's, like, a hidden panel where you can get a medical kit, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of interesting. Uh, and, you know, he he's, he's slowly fixing himself. He's delivering this, this, this speech, but he's essentially talking about how he is personally responsible for building this place of judgment that is what everyone seems to be chasing this season. Mm-hmm. Like, Dolores is heading there. William is heading there.
1: Yeah, it's, it's known as Glory. It's known as the Valley Beyond. It's known um, as
0: the Place of Judgment. Someone, yeah. I think, calls it hell. Like, there is all these mini-labels, but for one thing, it's something that William built. And it there's a lot of hints, as we'll go on through the episode, that this is the data repository slash DNA-stealing facility. Mm-hmm. Um, not exactly sure what it is and why he feels responsible for for, for making it, but... Yeah. Uh, Uh, I like how Lawrence, when he's saved,
1: says motherfucker again uh uh for the second time. Uh, I I, I do wonder, like, if they're... Man in Black goes on about something like tallying the sins of people and Mm -hmm. how he himself was judged. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it starts to make me wonder, like, what is the reason that William came back to the park. And I know it's kind of tied up in his wife and her
0: death. Um, It's tied up with wanting to... The board meeting. I mean, that's the obvious reason he was there. There's a big... This was going to culmination in a whole new storyline and a big, important board meeting. Oh, yeah,
1: if he... And he just went in early. Yeah. Uh, Could be, yeah. I'm wondering if there's some kind of, like, situation where Logan has turned this in on, on... Turn it around on oh, William, like you let Logan
0: kicked space heroin, and is uh, well, we haven't vengeance. seen Logan, You're right? right? So, You're Logan, right. There, there are
1: two options in my mind for Logan. He's either dead,
0: yeah, of an overdose or something, mm-hmm. or
1: killed himself, or he has gotten one up on William and taken the company control of the company back. Uh, interesting. Now there are a million other possibilities, sure. but those are the two I'm kind of leaning toward at the moment. Sure. Uh, I, I just think it'd be interesting if there was some kind of blackmail operation used. Uh, against William, and now he's saying, you know, I was judged. I was judged for my sins,
0: See, and now I have to go fix that. I took it that like he perceived the judgment as for judging humanity as wanting, and he knows that the revolution's real, and this yeah. has got real stakes for because you got to think the way Logan was when he's shooting up space heroin. That like they've had these talks about humanity seceding its place to the robots and being ambivalent about this research and work they're doing, and. You know, he's like, well, Ford thinks that we're ready for the dustbin and we're ready to go off gently into that good night and, like, fuck that. I am going to reject that judgment and burn this place down and essentially be the savior of humanity. Yeah. Uh, which lots of heavy messianic themes in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like a lot of people think they might be the messiah. Uh, Dolores is the one that's most obvious that imagery centered around. And she's the one literally raising people from the dead this episode. Right. But the man in black, if he is able to shut down and contain Westworld could arguably be the savior of humanity. Maeve could be the savior of the robots. Uh, Dolores Mm -hmm. could be the savior of the robots. Who knows?
1: Okay. Let's move on to Dolores torturing a guy to get info out of him. Uh, He gives her info on the humans contingency plans for robot revolt. Basically. Yep. This is a security guy in sector 19. Um, and Teddy realizes that they can't take as many men as are going to show up and says we're gonna need some allies. Dolores agrees and has a tech wake one of the damage hosts
0: uh the Confederado. yeah um and she Because she needs an army so that's a pretty
1: good, pretty good pick
0: yep <laughs> uh so there's gonna be eight hundred men at this rally point uh did you think there was anything interesting to discuss about their torturing the security guy by dipping him into the robot goo? <laughs> He says it's burn. Is it a chemical burn? Is it I, yeah. hot? Is it... I don't know. Yeah. I don't... I don't... Not sure. Like, it was, a, it was a visually striking scene, but, like, I wasn't sure. Were they just drowning him? But he did say it burns. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anything else in the scene? Uh, I do not think so. Okay, let's move on to
1: James Delos helicoptering into Westworld, where he's surprisingly unimpressed by the financials of the park now this is you know, it's important to note
0: the scene is after william and logan's first like l well, after last season right but like very soon after presumably
1: yeah so in the these past timelines we kind of jumped from you know before william had been in to after william had been in yeah and this is the moment yeah um, so James says he's not interested in investing in fantasies, but William changes his mind with a pitch that claims Westworld is the only place where you can see people for who they truly are. Uh, I like this scene a lot. I'm, I, I think I'm just a sucker for someone with a Scottish brogue, mm-hmm. which uh, is always fun to listen to. Right. But also, I it says so much about William, like he. He's become completely cynical at this point. Right. You know, his time in Westworld has fundamentally changed who he is. Um, and he's also uh, – I just think weird. he has always been a good businessman, yeah. but he's rounding out into somebody who can show that he is a good businessman.
0: Yeah. Not but, be as timid. But he's still not completely man in black because there right. is there is some genuine – like, he holds his ground, but there's some genuine fear that he's misplayed his hand when sure. he calls the old man out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh but uh i don't know we are, this also tells us that 20 this the the james dalos thinks that 20 years he's going to be dead mm-hmm. and that his you know that 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 his his time on earth is not now it could be because he's too he's he's old but in a later scene we see that like you know he's got the cough of doom that which maybe we he's think got, is like 10 years ish later, which is also weird because we also know that one of the many things Robert Ford said in the uh season one of Westworld is that at the time of of you know Westworld plus 30 years, mm-hmm. all disease has largely been conquered and the only thing left is bringing people back from the dead, yeah, um, or avoiding death or conquering death. So, what kind of rare ass. Star Trek: The Next Generation g- disease does Delos have that he cannot that that and, and and you wonder like if his if if the benefit he sees is like a young robot body hmm. like oh man imagine if we got this tech where I could dump my brain in and I would never have to die uh, I think that's that's one of the things we got to keep in mind that might be an end game here and it, we'll it see means-
1: I mean there's no indication that that
0: is. Even on the radar yet, right? But I go back to what uh, Catherine or uh, what Hale said is Charlotte Hale. She yeah. said that this place means one thing to the guests, another thing to the shareholders, and something completely different to management. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think the shareholders know about the de- the the, the, the semen hoovering, data stealing? I think the shareholders
1: are just. They think, it's, they
0: think it's just like Westworld is awesome because people get to come in here and do whatever they want, and they don't yeah. know about the... okay And they're
1: willing to pay $40,000 a day for it, or, or more at that point. That was 30 years ago. So. Interesting.
0: Um, and the other thing is like, I don't know. I guess we'll we'll wait to talk about this in feedback. Because the, the one of the core questions I have is, how is essentially gameplay footage from a video game if if you're a blackmail proponent like if you're saying like what Dalis is really doing is blackmailing world leaders yeah uh, why, why is that compelling
1: um i i don't want to answer it now cuz yeah. i want to but i
0: just want to throw that out there so people can okay. kind of think so when we you know uh...
1: i think there are certain things you could do uh even to what people consider the non-sentient beings yeah uh that would Offend and disturb some people, yeah, you can do a things lot that are of you can do
0: things that are just weird and fucked up, yes, that a normal person would see you doing and be like, you know chewing your toenails, for example, uh-huh, nothing immoral or unethical about that, but if you had a politician chewing his 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 toenails, like just security camera footage of him doing that, whipping his shoes and socks off, and chewing on his toenails, yeah, I don't think he gets elected
1: and even let's say we've got footage of him chewing the toenails of. A dead uh, host, Lawrence's daughter, sure or something. Sure, that's fucking weird, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. And I don't think you, I don't think you would want that info out there because, like, I think there's. It, I mean, and this chewing is, the toenails is not yeah, as bad as It's it like gets. the whole
0: fetish and king thing. Like, there's, there's, there's what the average man or woman will accept as deviant behavior, and then there's yeah. the weird shit, right? Right, like you know, and I, I wonder. <laughs> Uh, if you're a rich and powerful person that is presented with the Westworld, the the ability to just do weird shit, even if you're just trying on it and seeing if it feels, it's, mm-hmm. it, if you had footage of that, it still it's like it doesn't matter if it's a robot. That's just weird shit you're doing, man. Yeah, it's weird shit you're up to, Logan. Uh, the
1: the other thing I noted about this scene is that James makes a. Mention of the Red Sea when he's talking about their books. Mm. Essentially, the fact that they're not bankrupt yet is a fucking miracle. Right? They got Um, two
0: to three years of runway left, it sounds like. Yeah. Which, my God, the burn rate on Westworld. It's got to be crazy. (laughs) Uh, But this is another... This is both
1: a a Christian allusion. This is also a reference to water, which... christian Fair enough, yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's also a reference to water, which has been mentioned many times. We've seen the flood and Teddy and all this stuff, uh, which... Could, and in the story of the Red Sea, it ends up killing an army, right?
0: And not only that, it kills an army that's trying to take possession of a recently liberated people by exactly, a yeah. messianic figure in the in the form of Moses, right? So, so there's a lot of info. There's a freshly that flooded statement. sea. Yeah, yeah. Like it, that's that's there's a lot of lot of stuff going on. Uh, we I didn't mention this, but like this is from something last week, and it continues to be observation this week. Do you notice that it looks like that uh goddamn, I've already forgotten uh Talula, uh Elon Musk Angela? Ex- Angela, she's wearing a crown of thorns. Is she? I, I didn't see That's that. That's one but, of the, okay. uh, so there's a lot of people's like, it's some people think she's wearing a bandage because she's been scalped and there's like maybe her brain's been swapped. That's, but I was looking at some high res captures and I do think it looks like they're suggesting that she's wearing a crown of thorns, which is what? Well,
1: wouldn't that make cr- her Jesus?
0: Right. And Dolores is God. Right. I, or maybe she's a false Messiah. Maybe she's a Judas. We also have the Judas deer we do, that, that uh, we can, we can kind of call upon. I just want to, mm. I just want to point out all the Christ imagery in this episode, you know, we'll. we'll we'll make some connections and speculate but like just you know this is just I'm not going to tell you what it might mean I just want you to notice it because the show wants us to notice it so you must be talking about this scene Um, Dolores, Teddy and Angela follow the
1: resurrected host to a barn outside of which Maeve happens to be uh, Dolores tries to recruit her to her mission of revenge but Maeve isn't interested and she leaves then Dolores goes into the barn to find a last supper of outlaws is the only way I can describe it there's your
0: other Christ imagery that is definitely what you're (laughs) evoking
1: absolutely uh, she tries to convince them to join her cause, and they refuse, so she kills them all, and then she resurrects them, and it, that seems to convince them.
0: Yeah, that's that a hell of a pitch. to follow. Yeah, that's a cool pitch, like, these, these still-deluded, like, Buzz light years, and she just blows their head off and then brings them back to life, and, like, guess what? I'm Jesus, follow me. Yeah. Uh... I wonder. I wonder how many people would have given Jesus that whole like, "Hey, Lord, I need to go bury my family, or I need to take care of this <laughs> last contract, or I need to go mm-hmm. like like if he had like shot them and then brought them back to life." Yeah, uh, that's 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 a pretty good pitch. Pretty good pitch. Uh, I want to talk about another fun little guest star, Jonathan Tucker, who I've okay. only really seen in the last season of Justified, where he played. Uh, a man who was enthralled with Raylan Givens' uh, gun skill and uh-huh. decided to go full on like Western dandy. Yeah. yeah, wanted to, wanted to be the man by beating the man. Uh, it's it's called Justified, not Jonathan Tucker. So he, he did not, <laughs> in fact, spoiler alert, uh, beat Raylan Givens. But mm-hmm. he's cool. He's got his really intense energy. Yeah, like I, I mean, I, there's there's a few people like that where they just the way they look at you is so piercing and like. Like like a snake coiled and ready to strike. Uh and he, he brings that to this role. I love it. I love it.
1: Yeah, and he was also, for people who might have missed it, in the scene where Logan was given the demo. Mm. Yeah, right. Uh, he was without his
0: awesome mustache.
1: Yeah, so he's apparently a very old host as well. Right, one of the originals. I wonder how often they make new, like, core hosts? Because it seems like oh, yeah. every major host we've
0: seen every has had a role 30 years ago, you every know? Every new season, they roll out some new sk- skins. And why do they keep switching things? And maybe it's to make repeat visitors, like, because, mm-hmm. you know, we know the Armistice used to be the sheriff, and right. Peter Abernathy used to be some weird uh sorcerer character, and and then, you know, Dolores' dad got reassigned. Like, I wonder when... And, or maybe it's like this is something that continually happens. Like, if you're doing the Lawrence plot and lawrence is elazo too mm-hmm. and someone's also like maybe they dust off giancarlo esposito to be lazo of lawrence's occupied buried up to his neck in an anthill. right that's what i was thinking like yeah. when
1: when man in black had lawrence off on right. his mission because i the the Lawrence we're seeing in Season 2 is not the same right. Elazo that we had in Season 1. Right. Uh, he's been reset since then. Right. But I think when Man in Black had him off before he sure. emptied his blood into yeah, Teddy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the narrative got so far off track, they had to bring in a new Elazo, uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. which is
1: Giancarlo Esposito. Right. So it, it's kind of – it adds a little bit of – Insight into the goings on behind the scenes. I mean, we
0: we know that part of a new narrative involves designing new hosts because we saw that last year where they had like this new narrative. Look at these cannibal weirdos. Look at these new ghost nation crazies. Look at these new set like like there's there's these new hosts and then with this like this mesh whisper network that they have that they can kind of like make real time changes to kind of keep everything on course. Which Uh is how I thought that was cool. How they showed the confederado. Uh, Dolores doesn't know how. She's like, yeah, they have a knack of finding each other. It's because they're using that whisper net. Yeah. Uh, Because anytime you find a confederado, you can probably be like, hey, take me to your leader. And no matter where they are in the park, they can find them, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is believable in an in-universe. Yeah.
1: Sure. You can write narratives around that.
0: Some people thought that the – I saw a common statement, which surprised me, was Dolores and Maeve meeting with anticlimactic. Your eyebrows went up. I Anticlimactic? see Anticlimactic. Yeah, like it's like. did mean, they the, the people expect them to fight to the death in episode two? They're still roughly on the same side. Like I kinda. I, I don't. They're, I don't know what you wanted. Like they're both revolutionaries. One is like a Martin Luther King Jr. and the other is a Malcolm X. You yeah, know? they're going about it different ways. But right, like non versus at any uh, by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, there's quite a bit of overlap between those those Venn diagrams, but I thought it was interesting. And also the fact that Maeve, like, hoist on her own petards, like, oh, well, since you're all about freedom, then I suppose that since we told you to fuck off, we can go about our way. Mm-hmm. And what's Dolores going to do? D- detain her? Right. There's also an interesting symmetry between, like, I, I got everything I needed. I got the two misguided lovers that are the kind of deluded followers, puppy dogs, like, squaring mm-hmm. off on each other. The uh, the these powerful female robots like you know quoting f- fucking Voltaire the uh, sh- sh- short notes at each other like there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting stuff happening so I didn't think yeah. uh, and again this is just round one mm-hmm. like I presume there will be other meetings and reunions happening between, between these two characters yeah uh, and then we we got a Lee as a stable boy yeah uh, it's the best part of this episode.
1: Just that single shot of him standing there in silence with the slack-jawed look on his face. Even with his
0: acting. It's, yeah. It's, yeah it's, Amazing. It's about the only funny thing that happens in the episode, so thank God right. for him. But yeah, it's it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, I'm curious to
1: see what Maeve does after she finds her daughter. Like, it, you know, at some point I feel like revenge has to factor into the equation somewhere. Right. Because uh, how do you get off to sideline without revenge? You're going to have to... Even if it's not your main goal, you're going to have to exact some revenge to get out of here.
0: Yeah, like there's, I, I mean, surely their plan isn't we can just hold, like like Dolores said last week, there's not a place in West where we can just go and hole up and be off the grid and people just leave us alone. The question is, does Maeve know that? Has she ever
1: been outside the park?
0: Do you think that she still wants to leave the park, but she just wants to get her daughter first? Because I do uh, think if a host I mean, makes it out of the park, to, yeah. uh, I don't know how they would earn a living, but I'm not so sure, certain that they. It would it would be pretty easy to avoid detection, I think, because you look just mm-hmm. like a person. Yeah, uh, you bleed, you do all kinds of like you know, like you don't need to go see a doctor probably. Uh, you don't age, that would be a problem. But hell, we've watched Highlander. You can there's there's solutions to that. Getting out of the park seems like every free thinking hosts first priority and i'm one i'm kind of curious why dolores is so intent about making it to the place of judgment That's some speculation on that okay but now's not the place to do it oh, we'll do that later
1: um so we, we do also find out there's a mortality response slider for the host so mm-hmm. you can control how often they get back up after being shot this is like teddy last um, last season it's also a pain threshold slider, yeah. which i thought was interesting yeah Presumably, you could disable a host. There's with a pain sexual performance if, slider, you know, uh-huh. like from yeah. like,
0: you know, 16 year old and sitting in math class trying not to get a boner to like 65 it's year old. to Robert uh, Ford. You know, yeah, yeah, to Robert <laughs> Ford. Uh, it's just a symbol for Viagra. Uh. Right. <laughs>
1: okay, let's go to James DeLos' retirement party uh, slash Williams' coronation. We're going to so call it that. This is at least. How old do you think this
0: girl is? I, I call it eight. I call it eight years that old. That sounds about right, yeah. So somewhere between right. six and ten years after he convinces the park to be funded. Well, if she's eight, it's definitely more than six, yeah? That's what I'm saying, because like, some people said she looked like five. So I'm saying, like, oh, okay. you know, time for William to marry uh, yeah. is what? Not that they couldn't conceive the child before. I didn't just... get the impression that they had a kid. Because um, right. Logan always mentions your wife,
1: or you're, you're, you're engaged to my sister. You're engaged to my yeah, sister. He never says you have like, a fucking you, kid. You knocked up my sister. My sister. You asked, yeah. yeah, and
0: that like, seems like that's the place he would go. So uh-huh. yeah, we're we're somewhere between six to ten years post them investing in the park.
1: Yes, which is like twenty years previous to the the robot yep. revolt.
0: Because it's like thirty seven years when Arnold died. Wait, mm-hmm. or thirty five? Thirty five? Thirty 35? five ish. Hmm. It's it's real early on. Yeah. But so yeah, so it's like 35 years is around the time they tried to get funding and Arnold died. Mm-hmm. Then what you said 30 years is when that that uh William and Logan go to the park. Um yeah, it's I think it's 30 years
1: between like the time that William Interacts with Dolores yeah. for the first time, and
0: Man in gotcha. Black stuff happens. Gotcha. And then we are now six to ten years, behind. so we're, so we're 20, like like 25 to 20 years before the current, quote-unquote current timeline. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Okay, so we're at this party. William and
1: James are talking about the passing of the torch to William, uh, which he doesn't seem like is the first thing on his mind. Right. Um. He certainly seems willing to accept it, but... Maybe not uh, exactly what he wanted. And then later, Dolores is looking at the city and finds Logan sitting alone, lamenting the end of the species. hmm uh, And there's a whole conversation there. I- I'm not going to spend time pointing out all the hosts in this scene because there are a lot of them, but right. there is one. Uh, and-, and there will continue to be a lot of them. Like, every time we flashback, we're going to see hosts in various roles. Um, there is one, though, that I think is interesting, which is William's daughter, because... Um, We know that there is a uh, fractured relationship between the man in black and his daughter, Emily, Mm -hmm. um, who is the young girl in this scene 20 years ago. So potentially there's a lot of reason to think that we might see as we start to understand more about William and the man in black's backstory uh, and his family relations how that all goes down.
0: She's going to walk in on William lecturing a naked Dolores about how she's just an object. She's nothing. And like, you know, like that's the kind of shit that like, that's weird. That's weird.
1: Well, I mean, part of the, part of the reason I'm kind of leaning toward like a blackmail situation on William is because we know his wife commits suicide. And I think that could be a prompting event. Right. Um, to, to find out all this terrible information about what William has been doing in the park the whole time.
0: Right. Uh, but I, I, I obviously don't know that. Her father seems like kind of a real piece of work, though. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of. They're gonna. Do, the show's gonna have to work to paint William as a unique monster, mm-hmm. um, and not just like a person who doesn't see the actual potential of the thing he's he's interacting with. Um, I think they've done they did a lot
1: of groundwork oh yeah. with with him killing Maeve's daughter like that was kind of the moment where he distinguished himself as a ripe asshole compared to everyone But he's still playing else. what he
0: thinks of as a video game with unreal characters and has no stakes. So, but, like, he, but I, he was trying to follow it down the rabbit hole and see
1: how far it would
0: go, yeah, as opposed so. to Logan, who I think is just Logan. <laughs> like, Logan's just like fucking yeah. and killing, doing whatever. He's it's not. He doesn't think it says anything about himself, so it probably doesn't.
1: Right. Like I guess that's where M.I.B. Is, like, is chasing that fucking dragon's tail. Maybe
0: it's Westworld literally is a mirror that, like, if you go in thinking it's going to be a litmus test on whether you're a fucking coward or a you know, milk toast person or not, it is. But if you're a person that's like doesn't care and just playing a video mm-hmm. game, it doesn't. Like it's kind of like <laughs> it's the eye of the beholder kind of thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. but we we also established that uh Jim Delos has got the cough of doom. Right. Uh that his so time he's definitely is definitely dying even yeah. more short and uh William in enigmatically says things are progressing, but we all need a little patience. Like him I, I don't feel like his cough of doom it gives a shit about whether they're hoovering up semen and stealing data at this point. Like, there's got to be something else. It, uh, the, 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 the 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 thing that seems obvious is like body swapping. Sure, you know, get out of that old, crust, honestly, old crusty key, body. You got I'm into an I'm hoping in 45 years, years there's some sort of breakthrough, and I can dump my brain into robot body yeah. and never die and i might dump it into a fridge in like the i'm an atheist but it's not i'm not an atheist because i thought heaven sounds like a bad idea <laughs> right. or living forever seems like a bunch of bullshit i'm just like you're just, you know I, I would gladly take that deal if it was on the table for sure uh yeah i can see that that could be where they're going with this yeah oh by the way speaking ben barnes uh, this other thing uh i really liked him last season you 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 saw all of punisher right He's also kind of like the co-star of Punisher. He's Frank Castle's friend, and he ends up being the primary. Well, I don't want to spoil it because it's a pretty recent show. But I thought he did really good work in Punisher as well. Who is he? In Logan. This scene? Logan is in Punisher. I, he's Frank's best oh. war buddy.
1: Oh, okay. Who yeah, I, yeah. Owns
0: the, the the defense uh, uh, for some reason I thought team. you were
1: talking about the other guy who's
0: helping uh, him on all his missions. And no, stuff. no, 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 okay. no, no, no. No. Yes, uh, he's
1: he's kind of one of the bad guys right yeah he had
0: had a really good uh really good role in the netflix punisher
1: yes he did Um, he thinks
0: that the humanity in this party is fiddling they're the nero's fiddling while the whole species burns at least he didn't say diddling Diddling? ford would have said diddling (laughs) they're diddling with the species
1: and uh old men saying diddling please don't never again uh the other thing in this scene that i noticed couldn't help but notice is how Dolores reacts when William kisses his wife? There's a there's a there's second judgy, of recognition. Yeah, there's
0: there's a there's a lot of weird looks going. I don't f- I think I think William's wife is not cool with the interaction with the robot and the daughter. Mm-hmm. I think that Dolores has got some echoes of some kind of feelings when she sees William. Like, there's a lot of shade being thrown across the species divide here. Yeah, Homo Robotus. And at this
1: point, Dolores has already killed Arnold, right?
0: Mm. Dolores has already killed Arnold. Yes, that is true. Okay. She's a murderous robot in, so, in the house. So did
1: Arnold's experiment work or not? Rhapsody in Blue. Like, I almost feel like Arnold's experiment... No, I think Ford... Kind of worked. But... Why? Or, or at least it it may have worked eventually if Ford oh, for didn't sure. do what he did um, to kind of kickstart it. Like because there's some recognition here, you know? This yeah. is not... I don't think at this point there are reveries in the code. No, no. So the fact that Dolores can even recognize who William
0: is is, is shocking problem. to me. But that's like, I think even before the reverie code, that whole like, you know, the robots being, uh, I mean, it should have been a telltale that when the robots are exposed with things that make them question their reality, they go nuts. Mm-hmm. That seems like a very human reaction to have, you know, to have like a psychic break. Uh Like, they don't just lock up or freeze up or malfunction. They start, like, you know, really going through a crisis of of identity.
1: I just can't help but think that this is the showrunners fucking with us.
0: Like, saying... Probably.
1: There's something else going on here behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. and you're just not privy to it yet, but this is a breadcrumb.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. But, on the other hand, if our theory is of maybe them practicing, like, defensive writing uh you know there could be just a shit ton of red herrings that there are no that we'll be looking at and... i feel
1: like that's so cheap though well like, i mean the
0: thing is like the the next level thing is the red her- herrings themselves tie together to some kind of interesting thematic right so like it's not plot relevant but it's like true detective season one relevant and they also have an actual thing that's building towards something i think that would be cool could be yeah and who knows, because it's like, you know, there's more than one player in this game. It's not just uh, Lisa, Joy, and, and, and Jonathan Nolan. It's it's us. So, you True. know, game on. Find the door. Yeah. Uh, so Man in Black and Lawrence this, arrive. Is this game meant for us, Jim?
1: This, t- this one is. Yeah, the first <laughs> one was not.
0: Uh, but we played it anyway. <laughs> why are we pl- Why are we not playing alone? We're sitting here together in a room. I feel like one of us should shoot the other and continue <laughs> on. Uh, all right. Man in Black and Lawrence arrive in Pariah,
1: where they find the aftermath of a massacre and the new El Lazo. Uh, man in Black tries to convince Elazo to help them get where he's going, but Elazo's men surround him and draw their guns. Man in Black takes Elazo hostage to try and force him to lend his army, but Ford takes over and has all of the men shoot themselves, and the Man in Black decides to continue to the place he built, which which he says is his greatest mistake. Uh, loved seeing Giancarlo Esposito He was having role. a lot of fun. He was... You know, not as stone-faced as Gustavo Fring. But still intelligent nice. and menacing. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and the fact that he then turns out to be the creator, the god of this world, essentially, <laughs> mm-hmm. is a pretty cool twist, too. Um, so he shoots himself in the head at the end of this scene. And we were talking about, you know, oh, it's great that he's a host now. He can come back at right. any time. Did he shoot himself in the core? In the I brain mean, core? they do,
0: it's like, yeah, he might need a new brain core, but Giancarlo can still come back because he's the... He's the chassis. I suppose so. Whether that's cost effective to do or not, I don't know. But like I said, there's that scene from the trailer where there's like five different Arnold's wrapped up in storage. Like it makes Hmm. sense that these hosts aren't unique, that there might be a multi. Like, why would there be only one Maeve? Cause like if somebody fucks it up so bad well, it can't be rebuilt not. in time, and she's cl- crucial to someone's quest, like maybe they have warm storage. That's what I'm saying. Like you know, it, it, it makes yeah. sense. Like there wouldn't be, these wouldn't be unique robot. There would be several cop. Maybe right. Maybe like Dolores would be an exception because she seems like she's like one of the few old school robots and maybe and she's special and maybe she is a singular entity but i don't know we haven't uh, on the other hand we haven't seen any evidence to suggest other than the fact that there's a shit ton of bernards mm-hmm. uh at some point that's in the trailer we haven't seen any evidence that there's more than one copy at any one time right i don't think so can't i think that where there has been like twins
1: and i also don't know that we've seen evidence that Maeve is super old what do you mean by super old? Like, she's certainly not as old as Dolores, who was the first bot. Oh, yeah, we've um, never seen her in any of the, like, start, like, like none old of the big school flashbacks. Westworld. And no.
0: and when the man in black killed her daughter, he was already recognizably old ass. Right. You know, and she could have been built the day before. William, you know? sure, sure. <laughs> so, I wonder how old Maeve is. Hmm. Maybe we'll find out. Uh, what's the relevance of the elephant story? Is it just something that kind of shows the, you know... I, I'm trying... So... Obviously, like the the only constraint
1: here is the host mind, right? Like once they're freed, they know that they, they're off the leash right. and they could escape at any moment. Right. Um, but being under the control of Ford, they haven't been able to do that because they haven't thought to do it. Right. Uh, that's the parable here. But I, then I think like it's weird how he kind of shifts from that story just out, just completely away from it. Right. He doesn't. Right.
0: He doesn't give you like a logical conclusion for that character. He no, kind of he almost just, something shifts within right into him changes. Ford mode. Yeah. To to lay down the next uh, the next line of cold smack to William. And I guess I can't tell where Ford begins and where El Lazo ends. Yeah, or is it like certain? Because it seems like he was trying to stay on the El Lazo routine as long as possible until, mm-hmm. you know, William forces his hand and then yeah. Ford comes back online. Same thing with like, you know, young Robert was still playing the whole... Because like young Robert's whole purpose, other than... Dr Ford being creepy with his family was to make sure people wandering off the script didn't find his house uh-huh. like you know here your job is like are you lost and the offer then get them back on the track and but uh and he was playing that role until you know he was or was he I don't know my theory was that these robots are kind of semi on tracker themselves until William is starting to get off his path like that mm. like like the ford is trying to keep william on a a host loop now yeah and then they have to become they they, they evolved to their ford programming what kind of programming as a program i'm also like how fucking what, what what's the logic branch the story structure of the like how does this work like it's so fucking complicated man yeah the the just a just a storytelling programming of westworld must be crazy yeah, we contemplated that a lot in Season 1. Yeah, there's hundreds of guests, and they can all just crash each other's stories at each time. The griefing. My God, the griefing. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. Okay, let's... Uh, do you have any comments on the greatest mistake? Like, what this could possibly be? I mean, it's, it's something he's directly responsible for. It seems like what he's directly responsible for is the innovation that we can steal people's privacy and DNA data. Yeah. Or... Actually, the only thing we can directly say is he's responsible for the stealing of uh, – or and recording of the of the guest actions. Yeah. Saying that he's in on the DNA stealing is perhaps a leap too far. Maybe he's one that enabled the company to start doing that, mm-hmm. and that's his greatest sin? I don't know. Yeah. No, I really do think
1: that the place that Man in Black is headed um, – Is the same place that Dolores is headed, and the most logical place seems to be, like, the the hub of Delos operations here, Mm -hmm. Um, the facility that we've seen so many times before. Because if Dolores could get her hands on all the information in there, she would potentially be able to blow this whole thing up wide open. Right. And look at the things that have been going on here. And the same with the Man in Black. If he could get that information, delete it, and then destroy this island, like,
0: call in the, the heavy guns. Right then he might be able to put an end to all of this. Right. Know? Which I think you have to. Once the mm-hmm. robots lead a rebellion and say that they want to kill all of humanity, like you got to end the Westworld <laughs> experiment. It's no longer... like Whether it's the ethics or morality, it's like... You're you're playing coin flips with the the extinction of humanity, man. You are, yeah. Unless you're of Ford's mind I mean, where humanity
1: it, has run its course right. and it's time for the new overlords. I mean maybe
0: you maybe you try to reboot like 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 the Westworld tech as like and you try to you respect them and mm-hmm. Are you caught up on Silicon Valley? Uh-huh. Cuz there's a really funny parallel between the the AI revolution and Gilfoyle talking about the, the like, hey, I want if 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 it's inevitable they're going to march, then I want them, I want to be recorded as one who was helping them. You yeah, know, right. I want the robot overlords to know which side of the, the, the bread was buttered and who did the buttering.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, we go back to William
1: bringing Dolores online in a facility where he tells her that she's nothing, just a reflection of himself, and that there's something bigger in the park, which he states as a question no one has ever dreamed of asking. And then he takes her outside and shows her some earth movers, creating or potentially destroying something. Uh, this is this idea, a question that no one has ever dreamed of asking, is a hugely ambitious thing for the show to set up. Yeah, just a fucking colossal hurdle to jump over. Because think about it: like, we what could that possibly be? I know. We have considered this show and the implications of all of this from every conceivable angle. To, to think that you as a writer could come up with something that the entire crowdsourced uh, mind machine that is the internet could not come up is with ambitious. is just a fucking ambitious thing.
0: Let me ask you this. And I don't it- think they can clear that hurdle. Is it acceptable? Because I'm already I'm already trying to make up excuses for the joys and Nolens of the world. Is it okay. is it acceptable to say that William is a little arrogant and that he's saying that like like because he's not a philosopher, he hasn't studied. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a he's a day. It wasn't like like didn't Delos say something dismissive like you're a securities trader, a day trader, or something like I'm not. You know, I, I like. Is it possible that this is just because it does seem like they're really in in William's mind. And then probably Ford's mind, all humans are just massive assholes. Like, they're maybe held in line by their obligations, perceived obligations to God or society, but deep down, everyone's a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus the rancher's daughter, which sees the beauty and potential in people. Like, I, that's certainly... Not my worldview when it comes to humanity. I think there's a minority of people who are truly terrible human beings and everybody else is mostly good trying to kind of muddle through. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I guess that's the other real problem I have with the show is that if they that their hypothesis is that humanity is just terrible and there's no hope for us. And like, I don't agree with that. Yeah. I don't agree with that. I don't know how I'd feel if that's like the lesson you take. I guess it's science fiction, so you know, however many years in the future, maybe we're we've the social media has continued to destroy us as a people. I don't I don't know. But that's like there's there's lots of high I guess what I'm just getting at is there's lots of high barriers that they're setting themselves up the hurdle, in my opinion. Yeah. Their world view, their philosophy, this big question. Um uh, but man, like uh, I mean I guess
1: a question. I don't know if we could come up with it here, then it would no longer be a question. No one has ever dreamed of asking. Right. Like,
0: who am I? Like, but that's that's everyone asks that, right? Well, I'm thinking
1: like, what what does humanity do when we're beyond death? What if it's what like, is the Matrix? Uh,
0: yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People have been asking that since 1999, and, and they're
1: going to give they're going to give Lawrence a new. Uh, sleeve, and he's uh-huh. going to look exactly like Lawrence Fishburne. Right. And they're going to give the man in black a new sleeve. He's got Keanu
0: Reeves. Uh, Jimmy Simmons is continuing to do this interesting Ed Harris as he gets... Yeah. Because he's not... You can't call him Young William anymore. He's like, not as young as he used to be, William. Until he's he doing... puts that hat on, I'm going to call him William. Okay. Uh, and he keeps on doing this like very interesting Ed Harris routine, but I just, I just couldn't get over how cruel he is in dealing with Dolores, and mm-hmm. how like i don't know dude you did fall in love with this thing Mm -hmm. and he's angry about it for some reason yeah he's just really angry about being Uh tricked uh i don't know man like i've certainly been tricked by people and it's called having a bad relationship you know you thought that they're in love with you and they wouldn't do something and they fucking did Hmm. how is it why jump to this is like you got scammed by a toaster and not just you're a human yeah like his denial of his own humanity might be humanity might be his his biggest his biggest sin and his biggest weakness. Well, I do think he he realizes what happened there, you know,
1: like I let myself be fooled by a thing um and he's kind of angry at himself for that. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, is my reading of it. Like this is a deeply fucked up scene if you look at it. Like right. what is the pathos that causes you to monologue to a robot right. that you have seen as less than conscious about right. its role in your picture of things. Like, what kind of fucked up scenario is
0: this? Right. And
1: what is going on in William's head that he would participate in it?
0: Yeah, no, it's it's fucking weird. It's 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 very weird. And everyone I, wants a little bit of what I found. What did you find? Mm-hmm. You found that you're... Uh, himself, I guess. And and the fact that you're self, like, you, 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 you saw a power there, you know, it's like an awakening, mm-hmm. or like you could be some badass, but like, you, but you've discovered that in like a padded room uh-huh. where no one could hurt you. Yeah. It's, you know, it's weird. He discovered his best life. Now yeah. he's trying to live it. Yeah.
1: I guess. Okay, we go to the final scene where Dolores rides up on a cabin where there is presumably an army commander waiting for them, a colonel. Teddy doesn't think the guy's going to help him get to glory, and Dolores says glory isn't a place; it's a weapon which he's going to use to destroy the humans. Mm-hmm. Which uh,
0: it, it is, that's it's that's not supported by the
1: subtitles. I'll say that glory is capitalized, therefore glory is a place.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, glory is a town. It's like yeah, a, yeah it's it's the it's another or it's is, another word for the valley beyond. Glory the is place not capitalized in the
1: Bible, is it? Uh, it's kind of mean like God's glory as a personage
0: or. I don't know, or like the Holy Spirit kind of thing. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, I don't think so. Unless it's the first word of a sentence. Then it's got. <laughs> then right. Then it's got to be uh, a place. It is a place, but so yeah. is the valley beyond. So is the place of judgment. Like, like I, I feel like all of these are the same word for. And the thing is, is like I think that the robots. This is like outside the park, but it means something different to hmm. like Dolores and uh, William, and they're both trying to race to it to get there first. Okay. And they explicitly drew a connection between what we saw them building with those big fucking earth machines and the place and the the weapon. Yeah. Pretty good episode other than the it pretentious was. Kanye shit and, <laughs> and uh keeping those dudes in that coat coat closet. All right, that's it for the recap. Hey everybody, uh for ad this week we're going to uh talk about ourselves, the club and some exciting news. We are uh, for the first time since our last big drive last year for Game of Thrones, we are doing a sale on memberships. It's for new memberships only, unfortunately. We we haven't uh, don't have the support to allow existing members to, to get on this discount yet. Uh, but if your membership has expired or you've been thinking about signing up for Club, now is your time because you can get uh, 25% off your yearly membership by going to club.baldmove.com signing up for a yearly membership and entering the promo code ww2018 ww stands for westworld oh oh really is that worldwide
1: oh, worldwide shit. 2018 you know i hadn't thought cuz it
0: is for the whole world so it could be worldwide 2018 It's true uh if you go to club.baldmove.com uh sign up use the co- promo code 2018 or westworld ww2018 and it's also, the promo code is right there at com, yeah, so you don't it. forget it. You'll get an annual membership for what, 25% off. That's 36 bucks. And to further entice you, uh, we're going to have an unprecedented demo of the Instant Talk, which is something that we've never done before until this season. Uh, what it is is uh, you show up. Uh, you can watch us record the Instant Take podcast live, and then we have a discussion with our audience members using the YouTube chat function. Uh, you can give live feedback, questions, get her thoughts on stuff. Uh, it's a lot of fun and we're going to open it up to everybody. If you go to baldmove.com this week uh, at nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Well, I guess at ten o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. Right after the episode. There'll be an article, it'll be open to the public. You can click through the link to join the chat and queue up and 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 watch us record it live and get in on the, the audience QA. Uh, And if you like it, that's one of the flagship features of our club. I'm going to go ahead and say fastest coverage on the Internet. Yeah, most immediate coverage. No one does it faster. I don't think anyone has a, literally a minutes after the episode has a live show where they take. Uh, I mean, like Chris Hardwick's. Where are you at, Chris? Yeah, even he's got to wait for commercials. That's right. We're right on the fucking mics That's right. We're we're ready to go. Uh, so go to club. We're going to be run. Re- this is a uh, offer for again new club members. It runs from now, May first, into the end of May, May thirty first. Check your calendars correct it's gregorian right that's yeah. what we're on here yeah of course okay i mean that's the big hint for the fi- the the season finale is the fact that westworld's <laughs> oh, on the gregorian calendar uh-huh. uh they're still they're still stuck on the you know they're they're, they're missing leap years all those leap years are going to come Crap. come to haunt them in the fullness of time just you wait club that it's not just the instant talk but that's the thing we're really excited about um we got Tons of premium features, tons of video features, tons of bonus podcasts. We just had a great one, a full spoiler review of Infinity War the night before it came out Mm -hmm. on BaldMove.com. Check it out, club.baldmove.com. Use that WW2018 to get 25% off a new annual membership, club.baldmove.com. All right, let's get into Westworld feedback. You can send feedback to westworld.com. Uh, at baldmove. dot com, or you can also get on our forums, forums.baldmove.com dot to discuss your your latest theories and speculation with your fellow fans. Uh, Paul G is up first. Reading a lot of comparisons to Maeve and Dolores. You think it's Paul Giamatti? It definitely has is. to be. Yeah, there what an honor, Paul G's. What an honor. <laughs> Mr. Giamatti. Uh, I'm, I'm reading a lot of comparisons to Maeve and Dolores. What I think is more interesting is comparing Maeve and Bernard. Maeve knows that she is a robot and that her daughter isn't real, yet she is pursuing her. Will Bernard get angry that he has been holding the memories of someone else and work to erase them? Will he no longer want to hold the memory of a dead son who isn't his, but some other guy's son? In season one, Ford says that Arnold's theory of consciousness starts with memory, improvisation, then self-interest. I want to see how Maeve and Bernard struggle uh, with reconciling their memories. But I really think a good point i
1: really think that cornerstone memory is important whether you whether it's genuinely yours or artificially yours
0: right and a cornerstone like and and for bernard that is his child and i don't think cornerstone a cornerstone could be something you like like could be a destiny that you rail against Mm -hmm. it's still your cornerstone right Um, that's still causing you to do the things you're doing, right?
1: Can Arnold or can Bernard ever be free of Arnold's child as his cornerstone? You, I don't think so.
0: Yeah. Like even him rejecting it explicitly is is still the fulcrum that his 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 life is being, you know, leveraged into. It's Yeah. Yeah, I I think it's interesting and in how how little control we have over the things we end up fixating on, or what as you know, our parents do the best they can do to instill values in us, and our culture and our schools. But at the end, everyone kind of who knows what the thing's going to be fixed on. Who knows what's going to be the memory that you that 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 in, uh, inspires you, or like negatively inspires you, it humiliated you, so you were trying desperately not to have be put in that situation again. Like,
1: yeah. Do you think you can change a cornerstone memory? Like, could. Could Bernard have something through, happen through, to him so significant? Through cognitive behavioral
0: therapy? Sure. No, yeah. just through the course of your life. <laughs> like, a, um, like like he should see a therapist. No, That's I, how you change your cornerstone.
1: What I'm talking about is overriding your cornerstone with a new cornerstone, essentially. You have to, right? I, I would imagine so. That's what yeah. I'm saying, like, 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 you use occasionally in the podcast the the experience of, like, pissing your pants in the third grade and how uh-huh. that changes you as a person right. all through high school or whatever. Right. But eventually, you have bigger and more important events in your life. Right. And those, I think, would overwrite the pee-your-pants cornerstone.
0: On the other hand, if you're at your 25-year anniversary or school reunion and some dude gets into the punch and someone starts to pee-your-pants chant, don't you go right back to being that kid? In some ways, so it's probably, like, but, but yeah. maybe. maybe. And, and, like, maybe people have more than one cornerstone. Like, I don't yeah. think, like, it's a rare person that has, like, one fucking thing, and they're usually, mm-hmm. you know, a protagonist in some fucking novel or something. But, like, most <laughs> right. people have multiple kind of constellations of cornerstones they're pivoting around.
1: Or perhaps a sci-fi television but show.
0: That, I mean, that, we're getting into this concept. Like, I think we're all uncomfortable to, like, really think about the fact that we are... You, we are we are biological machines like we have mm-hmm. a set default programming that gets in our way a lot of times uh that's that served us very well for millions and millions of years and now now it's like you know, you know the, this like train to reject the other and to be suspicious of them is now kind of like fucking with this on a, a global scale but you still can't escape it like you can be aware of biases but you can't eliminate them like we are kind of helpless to our own programming to a lot of extent and i think that's another interesting thing that westworld can explore
1: yeah and and having like i think that's certainly like debatable philosophically right like sure i'm inclined to to go with that feeling um i do think we're biological machines for the most part but like a lot of philosophers will debate it and it it a of lot of the population
0: thinking, utterly rejects it. Like sure. you know, yeah. like like if you want to talk about humans being animals, they don't like that. You want to talk about humans being essentially just just like the, this this finite set of of, of programs that's just going kind to of wind out, and you don't really have a lot of free will and, and self determination. People don't like yeah. that either. No, <laughs> no, it's a
1: I don't like kind it. of it's a disempowering thing, right? Right, uh, it strips you of your agency, which is a terrible thing for most people. But here's the other thing I was thinking of in relation to that the the idea that like i, I see in these threads on reddit and stuff yeah. of people who clearly and myself included mm-hmm. i don't want to pretend like get on a high and mighty horse here but mm-hmm. people who clearly don't have any background in philosophy talking about these philosophical ideas right and in such rudimentary terms that
0: it's the first time a they true philosopher someone who studied sure, any philosophy sure. would laugh in their faces yeah
1: but but it got me thinking and would laugh in my face because i know nothing about it uh, but it got me thinking, like, what has the Internet done to change the way philosophy happens hmm. in society? Because you're essentially crowdsourcing philosophy at this point, right? Mm-hmm. You can get – has has there ever been a Redditor who's come on with no philosophical background at all and said a thing that blew philosopher's minds and said, holy shit, we had never even considered it from that angle, mm. and that changes what we think? You know, when you get so many people interacting – yeah. That's almost bound to happen, you know, the, right. the monkeys on the typewriters kind right. of thing.
0: Huh, that's a good question. Like, has, what, has
1: anything like that have ever well, happened? Well, that's like I'm saying, curious. like, has,
0: has, has the area of philosophy advanced in the last, like, several hundred years? Like, obviously it has. Yeah. There's been a lot of, like, thinking. and But is there a, a time where, you know, is there, a t- is there a time that science and philosophy will essentially be all done?
1: I, I can't imagine.
0: Um, I can't imagine It's hard that. to, but it seems especially... Maybe like a that's the, the question no one has ever thought to, right. A, to yeah. ask. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> that, that, that somehow the Westworld's going to determine the grand unification theory yep. <laughs> for, to to, med, to to meld the weak and strong nuclear forces to electromagnetism and gravity. That's that's what Dolores is all about. <laughs> but,
1: but to your point, like, I'm sure when AI became a thing that people saw was possible, uh-huh. uh, that changed the philosophical conversation, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I think it's interesting. The modern day philosophy could be influenced by the internet and essentially people communicating on a grand scale.
0: Indeed, uh, let's move on to Scott R. I just wanted to point out something you said in your episode one podcast. You said Dolores line came lines came across as dramatized and acted when no one else's did. I think the reason for this is because she's drawing on her scripts. After all, she's still a programmed host. You wouldn't expect a toddler to act like a scholar because their vocabulary is miles apart. Yeah, I mean, we actually organically touched on this in the episode, Scott, so I'm thinking the same thing. You could easily say she is just, you know, like some of this is like like literally babies babble, and it doesn't mean anything. They're just trying out the, the, the mechanics of putting thoughts and words and things together, so we're talking 35 years ago if she's a consciousness it would be like a toddler's consciousness mm-hmm. so her repeating shit that she doesn't quite understand doesn't mean she's not a real person any more than a three-year-old that you know says 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 something they've heard that doesn't fit means that they're not real
1: and i do like that mave essentially points out that dolores is on a loop here mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. not of her
0: own design
1: right um it, it would be a little strange to me if it turns out that Dolores is, in fact, on a programmed loop, that none of this has been of her own agency. She essentially is right where she was when she killed Arnold, which yeah. is to say no further along the path that Ford would have her travel. Right. Um, and, and that somehow Maeve, at the exact same time, had developed a true sense of herself and consciousness and will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's still killed, and- Just left to her own devices. Right. That would seem weird to me. Maybe right. Maybe it's the, the door game that he's playing. Right. You know, he played the maze game, which didn't pan out, but the door game might. I don't
0: know. My favorite door game was Trade Wars. Some people like Legend of <laughs> the Red Dragon. Yeah. Uh, they both have their merits. Uh, Michael R. says it looks like they're starting to age up Jimmy Simpson. He liked to use losing hair in a scene with Dolores at the end. Do you think it's more likely they CGI Ed Harris to look younger, continued to age? Jimmy Simpson.
1: Yeah, what's the inflection point there? I'm going to say,
0: there's, like, there's certainly the bottom of an uncanny valley where you have a heavily <laughs> made up Jimmy Simpson or just like a heavily uh-huh. pancaked up uh, Ed Harris. And I, cause like 35 years apart, you can kind of squint and see it, but yeah. they don't really look that similar. No. And I don't know how you do it. I don't, I don't, I don't know how you do it. God, I think I we're just going to have to try. To, you're, you, yeah, it's it's going to be jarring, mm-hmm. but it's almost inevitable that at some point you're going to have an increasingly made-up-to-look-like-Ed Harris or an increasingly made-up-to-look-like-Jimmy-Simpson guy wearing a lot of heavy makeup. And <laughs> Can they just do one of those face morphs, face uh, morphs from, yeah. like,
1: young to old? You could, and, like... And then just hit it in the middle and make the CG model
0: of that? Yeah. So, I, I want to... I, the, the next week on, I'm not going to spoil it, but there is a CGI scene that I thought looked pretty bad. Oh, boy. When I saw it, I'm like, this does not look like up to snuff. Uh, and I started thinking, like, man, a lot of Westworld is practical effects. Mm-hmm. I, and, and I I really was impressed by the young Anthony Hopkins CGI yeah. they did, but that was very brief and from a distance, and it wasn't often in, like, good focus. Like, I, I, maybe that's the the show's... The show's got a little problem. I don't know. I don't know that I trust them to do long stretches of of acting that revolves around CGI makeup and green screen.
1: It's a tough thing to do. Uh, even even in something like Tron Legacy where they tried to do that.
0: Or like the recent Star Wars. You had Grand yeah. Moff Tarkin and Princess Leia Even Leia's that's short, CGI. though. Like, that's, and, and it yeah. still was not entirely convincing. Right. And, and also, we didn't need them to be giving performances. They're just... But you know beloved characters that we need mm-hmm. to come in and say a couple of lines. Like they don't need to sell us on our fucking existential ennui. You know, right? Uh, Ale from Sweden. The first piano song of the season is "The Entertainer" by Scott Joplin, which is written in 1902. However, I associate it most with the Paul Newman Robert Redford movie "The Sting" from '73, where it functions mm-hmm. as the theme. I was very young when I first saw the movie, and for me, it's the first one where there's a huge twist at the end that you don't see coming. Spoiler alert for a 45-year-old movie. In the movie, the v- uh, viewers led to believe that the FBI are on the Robert Redford's character, and they pressure him into handing them at Newman. It ends up with Paul Newman shooting Redford and the FBI shooting Newman. However, it turns out that it was all a fake and part of a big sting operation the entire movie. It was the first time I realized that a movie can misdirect you and let you think you know what's going on while in fact you're also being played.
1: And, and Jonathan Nolan and, and Christopher and, Nolan and, has made a living off that Jonathan Nolan too
0: Shit, yeah, and, and those movies and like i I just think it's it's I think it's interesting because definitely you're i think as the showrunners are intending that, yeah, like they know the association of the movie of that song and they know what you're gonna be thinking, and they're like, you know, bring it on so. Uh, Barry C. from the UK, I know all the talk with Westworld is on AI and ethical implications, but the a line where old William said, let's find out the men we could have been, for me, brings up what I consider an equally important topic about the future of tech. I think a more tangible problem we will face and already do is we no longer have any real danger or challenge in our lives. I think that's why at one end we're seeing a generation of "quote unquote" snowflakes who have been wrapped in cotton wool, and on the other end of the spectrum, we're seeing people purposely rejecting convenience. Whether it's people doing tough mutters, people using vinyl instead of MP3s, and stranger counter culture of young people flocking to tell uh, to people telling them to take responsibility, like Joko Willenick or Jordan Peterson. I think a bigger threat from automa- automation is not there being no jobs, but there being no challenge that a job brings. In the case of William, I think we see someone who has had it easy his entire life, and there being an innate drive to reject that. Uh, John Berryman once said, a man can live his whole life in this country without finding out whether he is a coward. Is this a hint towards the big question that nobody <laughs> bothers to ask? Because I've often wondered, like, if you could put... Like, like, here's the thing. If you could put me in a simulator of, like, Normandy... Do I storm the beach or do I piss myself in the back of the boat as it gets you know, hosed down the machine gun fire? I don't mm-hmm. know the answer to that. I do know if I was playing a very realistic simulation and I knew that, I'd fucking storm the beach. Right. So you have to not you have to not know that there's no stakes and it's 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 really and it's not real to have it actually test your courage. That's my problem. Which, with is, like, which is the man in black in a nutshell. Which I, that's why I'm, I kind of want to call bullshit because like you didn't really test your metal. Like, and, and maybe you're so angry about 35 years is that you've like, this is a trick within a trick. Like you, you thought you fell in love with this woman that blinded you to the fact that you thought you became a man
1: mm-hmm.
0: because it's all bullshit. And you're chasing this real challenge because you know it was bullshit the whole time. Um, I, I, I don't There is a lot There is a lot of truth In this email though
1: And, and uh, I do think There can be an evolution Of the The William character You know Maybe his first encounter With Westworld Does right. change him Right Because he hasn't fully Thought through the implications Of that Right Whereas Man in Black Is fucking jaded as hell You know He goes into this Knowing it's all a game Right Knowing that nothing Can hurt him That none of this Is a challenge And he's looking For the deeper game And he eventually Finds it in The the real challenge, which is stakes, you know, right. consequences.
0: Right? Yeah. It's it's because I'm I'm reading this book called Sapien, which is a very ambitious book that essentially tries to lay out the two million years of human, like like the the when I say human, uh, if you're a species of animal that that begins with Homo, that's what we're talking about here, like Homo Neanderthalicus, uh, Erectus, know, my erectus, favorite, all those oh, yeah. all those, and and the fact that like we are almost, we're, it's it's very interesting that we're the only humans left on Earth. We've out competed, perhaps uh combined out, outbred uh, <laughs> Outbred, uh out out killed uh, uh all the other ones that were were remaining. And how that's you know weird. Why? Like like think how many had species to go that way. <laughs> think how many species of dogs, of cats, of you know like like the other great apes and we're the only fucking ones and like what would the world be like if there was still neanderthals around Mm -hmm. like you know an actual different species and like what would that change to like the but the other thing i thought thought about is this idea that like life to have meaning we have to be useful is also very new because there's no way 200,000 years ago our ancestors were just chilling out on the plains of africa and thinking like Damn, man, our bellies are full and we're warm. What? what there's, there's got to be a, a meaning, like a, a greater meaning in life, right? Like when, when your pet dog is lying on the, 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 the rug, sleeping, he's not thinking like, Jesus Christ, I'm just a pet, I'm owned. I, have got like, you know, I've when's the last time I've, I've killed some? Like that's just a, a weird human thing, and maybe even a recent human thing. Um, and like if we get of like post scarcity or, or post employment that maybe we can rediscover like there's a joy of being an organism that is content to be and I know we have to redefine what is a challenge like I don't mm. know it's weird it's like it's, it's, it reminds me of someone like I've, I'm telling them that cars are coming and a person's like but what do I do without my horse <laughs> like well you're gonna drive a car dumbass like what do we do without a job well you'll whatever the hell you want to do
1: I do think there's a difference between realizing that, uh, you know, intellectually and then realizing that in within yourself, like to a deep core level, because like I, I am very much of the opinion that there is no meaning to Mm -hmm. a human's life. It's just a thing that exists. It's a thing that has happened. Right. Um, but still I, you know, I personally, and I think everyone feels some desire to define your life with right. some me- around you wanted that meaning
0: so you have to create one
1: right right and, and to me that like i don't know what ford would say about this but i think that's beautiful uh-huh. in its own right there doesn't yep. have to be a larger purpose to it all um but yeah I, I i think it's interesting the sort of dissonance there between what you know intellectually and what you feel as mm-hmm. a person
0: <laughs> right the desires you have All right, let's keep trucking. Uh, Let's see. NM wanted to write us and say, I was listening to the live uh, podcast, and Aaron talked about how easy it is to get Sir Anthony Hopkins to the U.S. and was moved to write in. Anthony Hopkins has been a U.S. citizen since 2008, over 18 years. I don't know if he's the kind of American who— Whoa,
1: whoa, what kind of math is that? What kind of math are we doing here?
0: Uh, I, I threw in over 18 years. Oh, ten, over 10 years. Okay. So, I mean, it's 2000 to 2018. It's it's 18 years. Two th- oh, I thought you said 2008. Oh, sorry. Maybe I did. I misper- okay. I, I get shit wrong a bunch. Um, sorry, I derailed you. Go ahead. Anyway, I don't know if he's the kind of American who has an American flag mounted to bed of his pickup truck, but he had to have mm. renounced his British citizenship, at least in the U.S. You can no longer ha- uh, have a title of nobility as renounced that in a swearing-in ceremony. What? Yeah, yeah. There is... Uh, There is, like, a whole line in taking a citizenship where you renounce your your titles or affiliations. Why the fuck do we care anymore?
1: I mean, because you're a citizen of the
0: world. We overthrew a king, right? And that's, like, that was, like... I get it, but
1: that was 200-plus years
0: ago. Let's, let's... Now's the time we want to have this conversation about whether we're wanting people to set themselves up as god-emperors of the United States. Uh... (laughs) I do know that that's kind of a guideline. Like, there's ways. It doesn't you say can you have to renounce it. renounce your beliefs. It says you have yeah. to renounce titles. Which, yeah, like, like I don't, you know, uh, I don't know what that means. Like to be in order, like, like I, I just know that, like, I th- still people call him Sir Anthony, and like whatever technical or legal. Mm-hmm. meaning it is there's also a thing in like uh like tom clancy who's as big as a conservative american as you can get like his hero jack ryan got knighted for saving a royal family member and there was a whole thing in that book about can i actually accept this and they're like yeah we'll we'll make it work it's you're you know it's not a big <laughs> deal um because i don't think people really care uh, no
1: i i wouldn't care
0: but yeah he's uh he and he lives in malibu So there's absolutely no problem getting him to to get to the studio to to voice shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Steph from Pittsburgh, I wonder to the point you guys have made uh, pretty emphatically this season that Dolores and Maeve and probably other hosts are well are definitely sentient or conscience. I felt the same after my first viewing of the series, but uh, binging it a few days uh, ago, I've come away thinking the exact opposite, or at least that it's unclear. You say that Dolores' decision to kill Arnold way back was programmed, but when she kills Ford, it's an act of free will. However, during Ford's final speech, I noticed the same music starts to play as the tune Arnold had playing when he had Dolores kill him. He said it had been his son's favorite song. And that scene with Arnold, it seems pretty delicate or deliberate that this was the trigger that caused Dolores to kill him and activates the Wyatt character within her. Um... If I think Ford played the music, so Dolores would be triggered once again, causing her to kill him and everyone else at the party, its ultimate way of going out. I just want because we're running low on time. Uh, I wanted to take that issue there I, I, my theory is that yes, Dolores is still on a very tightly programmed loop that Anthony Hopkins or the Dr. Ford meant to set her free, but and he played the music incidentally to like essentially honor Arnold. Um, and be kind of ironic to himself, but I kind of think that she's onto something where that, that actually, mm-hmm. he thought this was going to be her making a conscious decision to kill, but he fucked it up somehow. It's a Jurassic Park situation. There's some it's kind possible. of life finds a way, some mm-hmm. kind of fucking chaos b- theory bullshit. But you like same can't be said of Maeve. That's, that's well, the difference. do you want me to read that part too? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Is, sure. is there more on that? Yeah. As for oh. Maeve, the tech scene team, that she teams up in season one notices something with a high clearance. Someone at the high clearance level has been messing with her code, turning up her paranoia, giving her an escape storyline. It said that the code even knows or even says how she does. Uh, Yeah. We, so we talked about mm-hmm. that. And she's essentially saying, are we sure that that's Ford? Because everyone assumes it's Ford or like the ghost of Arnold or some shit. Could it be William? Or could it be Charlotte Hale? Could it be someone else that's fucking with her using her like like, for example, like there was that I mean, one. Yeah, we know people from Dalos were fucking with the host and having them transmit data outside the park. Maybe mm-hmm. Mave is one of those people. And we're tricked to thinking that she is an authentic host and she's doing her. Own, but she's really just following this convoluted logic. I don't know. But we've seen the difference there is we've seen the logic and right. she has clearly defied her yes, programming. So that's
1: true. I don't I don't know how you could ever say that Maeve was programmed to defy her own programming. Yeah, it doesn't make
0: any sense. You're Right. You're right. It's like program improvisation. That's always, I know it's a possible thing with neural networks and stuff, but holy shit, mm-hmm. that's like kind of boggles my mind. Uh, let me see. Uh, oh, so here's something we, that we were talking about. Guy says this is a question being posed by the philosophical community. Uh, I believe it fits in how the West is portraying the emergent consciousness of the host. In very brief terms, the premise of free will is an illusion based on elements of a person's life uh, out of their control. Uh, and he essentially goes on and talks about like no one can choose the timing and place of their birth which has such a huge influence on your outcomes in life and your world views and, mm-hmm. and, and what you think um, and uh, he says this applies to the host of Westworld and any emergent AI my hypothesis would be when intelligence is aware of their conditioning or programming to the point that they're able to make choices against it they become conscious I think this is what Arnold's maze was about to journey inwards and attempt to discover his programming Um Maeve is a perfect example of this. We see how she's a subroutine driving her to infiltrate the mainland. At the same time, she's a cornerstone element of her personality uh, that required her to be a good and caring mother. The two paths are dissonant and are required to make a conscious choice. When she leaves the train, she has evaluated both and made a choice for one path against the other. This moment, she's alive by any measure I can come up with. Can a host Cedar programming and make choices against it? I believe this is the litmus test of consciousness that show wants us to see. So... could could certainly be yeah so what does a host do because like the, i i want to play devil's advocate here because there's got to be conflicting priorities within a host's mind all the time one guest is pulling on your sleeve and wants you to do mm-hmm. this one like like what the, the, the canonical example is what happens if two guys bend over to pick up fucking dolores's paint can <laughs> is it up to the, is it up to the guest who wins that fight the, the host like there's only one can they gotta fight it out right like <laughs> So just because someone has two conflicting drives and chooses one, that could be a prioritization. It doesn't necessarily mean that, uh, you know, they made a conscious choice. Mm -hmm. It's tough when you're talking about things that are programmed. But also, as you point out, we are ourselves programmed. So that's where I'm saying, like, all these things that the hosts are struggling with or seen as bugs are things I think people struggle with. And I don't think it's a reason to say that they're not people or they're not conscious or they're not sentient. Um, Except for Dolores, who's on Ford's loop, he, <laughs> we think. We think, and I'm I'm not saying she's not a person because people are deluded. I know, you know just... like like she's joined the cult, she's brainwashed, mm-hmm. like you know, uh, Molly E. Um, how is it possible that Ford is able to keep Bernard, an identical host of Arnold, and not one person in the show seems to have knowledge that Bernard looks exactly yeah. like Arnold?
1: Uh, we talked about this so many times. It it's seems the first time like, this like a season. Stretch. It absolutely seems like a stretch to me.
0: Don't you feel like this season, though, with the Hansi and um, the other host like, being the, the the proxies for Ford and Arnold, like, that they are maybe trying to show how you could get really deep in with uh, the Westworld Corporation without ever meeting Arnold and Bernard? Or, I mean, sorry, Arnold and, yeah. and Ford.
1: Yeah, at the very least, they're leaving it ambiguous by not directly connecting these characters.
0: Yeah, because yeah. I've yet to see a very hard evidence that that either William or Logan met Arnold or mm-hmm. even knew that he was anyone but a partner that Ford had a falling out with.
1: I want to say in season 1 we we hear William referring to Arnold.
0: Yeah, but it's like a mystery being like like there's like it's a mystery he's pieced together not necessarily like hmm. I've always wondered about this Arnold guy, you know. I I know what he looks like. I mean, blah, I blah, can't blah.
1: I can't imagine a scenario in which a company would invest in another company without meeting the people they're investing in. But what if what if
0: Arnold's already dead by that time? who's who I mean it, it does stretch a because there's like so many people working at Westworld not just the host but people building the host and programming right. the host and training them and wrangling them and repairing them and building the sets like nobody's met Arnold and can say like hey you know Arnold got his brains blown out and now there's a dude looking just like Arnold yeah no it when did Ford make Arnold that's the other question what if Arnold was made like it's 10 years ago and mm-hmm. he's like essentially a new hire like you put 20 you, you, you separate by 20 years mm. I don't but still maybe it's it's
1: just hard to imagine yeah uh, and I I lean toward this is ridiculous but I'll go with it
0: right all right we got a, a couple of theories to consider this is the port, the point if you don't want any if, if if you don't want any if you just wanted to the analysis and all that stuff you need to bail now because we're about to talk about like the theories and stuff that people are putting together to speculation the informed speculation uh, so now you want to bail. Again, if you'd like to give us more feedback of either stripe, go to or send an email to Westworld at Uh Let's get into it. Brian DLR says, could Stubbs be a host that thinks he's human? In season one, he couldn't stop the host that was trying to kill him, the one that dropped a rock on his head. He couldn't stop the ghost tribe from attacking him. This season, they still don't respond to his commands. Is he a host that thinks he's a human?
1: Can't the host kill other hosts, though? Like...
0: Yes. Why would he not be able to stop Host from... No, he said he, they wouldn't obey his free... Like, we... I, I, oh, I, I, I'm not... Oh. I think he's pointing out to, like, have we ever seen Stubbs give a freeze-all motor functions and it been not be obeyed? But we know Host can do that. Yeah, because Bernard does it. Bernard does it, Mave does Why it. Why would you create... I mean, there's open... They're both kind of special cases, I suppose. It's an open question whether he's a host now, uh because he got shanghaied by the the ghost nation tribe Mm -hmm. but uh or maybe waylaid would be a a probably less about a troublesome term to use there uh he got waylaid by the ghost nation tribe uh, but it's i don't know pretty there's there's very little evidence i mean that's pretty thin evidence because that was a malfunctioning host we both know in those cases that a host were malfunctioning Mm -hmm. and you know is fucking leah host because the cannibal wouldn't listen to him? Right. Is Elsie a host because she couldn't stop it either? Right. Like... Well, Elsie might be another. <laughs> well, she, I she, mean, she... how far yeah. are we going to go? Know, is I everyone a host? It's, it's Bernard Arnold's all the way down, man. Yeah. Uh, Mike F., I was loving the Ma Eve theories uh, floating uh, floated on the Westworld podcast last week, along with everything else. Uh, well, thank you. But this is uh, there's also shouting in my head while listening to share. Uh, by listening, I wanted to share the original Irish or Gaelic meaning of Maeve. Um, it means she who intoxicates and who is and was also uh. the name of many semi-historical Irish figures and other clearly fictional supernatural characters and Irish myths and fol- folklore. Yeah, I we haven't talked about that, but like I've seen my Ma- Maeve as being like the daughter of Mab, who is like the stereotypical, like dark fairy queen of Irish lore. Hmm. Uh,
1: Yeah, she is certainly intoxicating. And that's a, an apt name for a madam. <laughs> right
0: of a uh saloon right so i don't know if anybody has any like additional thoughts on mave as an irish uh f- person of folklore send them in because i don't i don't know a lot about that stuff ryan s uh, had a comment on the opening scene with bernard and De- uh, Dolores. uh this is from last episode the scene is very reminiscent feel to when arnold would interview Dolores, but i get the sense that the roles might be re- reversed in this scene I can really picture Dolores saying, Bernard, bring yourself back online just previous to this scene. And then Bernard responding, sorry, Dolores, I lost my train of thought. Where were we? Perhaps at some point, Dolores flips the switch on Bernard and she takes control of him as a host. She could even dress and act like her old self to make him the most comfortable and open with her line of questions about reality. But clearly being dissatisfied with his answers. So... In that case... This episode could be like if we talk about the other speculation where the humans are putting Bernard through his paces to try to get him to remember, we could be seeing dueling scenes of a host trying to capture Bernard's mind and the humans trying to use Bernard's mind against him. Mm -hmm. You think that's interesting?
1: Yeah, I guess it just didn't. It didn't strike me as what was happening in that scene. But yeah, and there's I'd also suppose. very little
0: direct evidence. Like again, there's the possibility that anyone can run around in anybody's sleeve this episode, this season. Mm-hmm. And now that we know we can pull out brains and put them back in the bodies, and probably put them into the different bodies, I- I'm waiting Katie until they, they the make door. that explicit connection uh, to really start running with those theories. But yeah, how would it? And the possibility is there. Maybe I mean because. You know, that's always I've always wondered that like your brain is a big part of who you are, but it's also your endocrine system and your hormone level. And like if you put a man's brain in a woman's body or vice versa, um, you know, and throwing a whole bunch of caveats about nine binary experiences and all that. But like. Wouldn't that fuck you up? Like if you woke up in someone else's, like let's say you're five foot two and you woke up in a six foot four person's body, yeah. like you're You'd not going to be able to your just, head on every door. You're not going to be able to just pilot that thing no. as expertly as your own body, for sure. Um, now, I that was one of the things that I was thinking of right. when when this
1: theory was brought up, but also like, couldn't you say, well, there are things in their bodies that just communicate with their brains and tell them. Right. this is what you got now, this is what you're working with. Yeah, like, uh, to me, you... Like, know the, the, the specs of the body, the brain will react accordingly. Right, you
0: would you would design one type of core, and then you'd have some sort of meat-sack core interface yeah. that handles all that, you know. It's like you buy a stereo for a car, it comes with a conversion harness that, like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't make 500 different types of stereos that plug into 500 different types of cars and make one type of stereo and a conversion f- harness for it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think i i i but but there's there's no reason they couldn't go that
1: route right. i'm just waiting to go off the yeah, deep yeah, end yeah. With speculation until they do
0: yeah sure sure uh although still i i do think the the bernard is dolores series has got legs for for no for no real evidence other <laughs> okay. than my gut, right. my gut my gut yeah. my gut and the performances there you know what guts actually solved the majority of season one stuff so <laughs> true Uh, Ryan S. says about the multiple beach theory involving Delos putting Bernard on a repeating loop to coax information about what happened. What if their motivation for doing so is his memories are corrupted due to his coolant fluid leakage. Uh, So they can't actually process any of his memories. and They're hoping that he'll develop them organically by revisiting all the sites. So essentially he's building on your Mm. bullshit theory about this being coolant fluid and it's corrupted his memories. And they're essentially trying to defrag his hard drive by... Putting through this dog and pony show, interesting mm-hmm. if true. Yeah, I. But again, was this, this, was this
1: my theory? I think this was something I heard on Reddit that I was. Well, I'm just saying, that telling this, the audience about because I, I don't I, think that's what's happening. I'm here.
0: doing what I said I wouldn't do, which is reading a theory based on a theory based on a theory. But yeah, um, I mean, it's pretty. It, it's almost self evident that
1: the the solution that he injects into his brain is some. Some kind of solution that allows his brain to operate correctly, right? right? Like, because it's like it takes him say right it's back to baseline, or to right? say it's magic pixie goo. Sure, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, but, but that's the conclusion here. It's, so it's what
0: robots need, Rondo.
1: But but why wouldn't they just inject him with the stuff and get him to hundred percent, and then say, "Give us your memories"? Well, but saying like like. You, keep, you don't like, have to run it through loops to get his brain it, back. But to, if his
0: data is actually corrupted, and but and they're trying to get him to like, then I just don't think you're ever going to get the data back. Yeah, I don't know, but but again, I, it's it's a theory. Uh, it's a theory based on a theory based on a theory. That's fair. I, I just don't know of any data that uncorrupts itself. Let's say that. <laughs> no, well, I guess it's like what you're saying is we, you'd hope that, like, by re-experiencing this, that his his own like consciousness routine would put would p- put the pieces together. So then you would have like some kind of defragment. I again, I it, it's the theory is what it is. I'll let it stand on its own. Okay. Tony J, I was laying in bed thinking about the silliness of the Ma Eve theory, but who's the at <laughs> and uh, but who's the Adam to her Eve? I, then I realized mm. she is. What was her job? She was a madam. My Adam, Adam yeah. my Eve. <laughs> oh my god! The hosts don't reproduce like humans, so she's a representative of both Adam and Eve. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. that's life, a cra- life finds a way. I, like I did, I did we
0: talk about this last last week, or is this something we were talking about on like fucking Twitch or something, where we were talking about uh, like let's say that. Arnold or Bernard and Maeve make it off and they even have her daughter in tow so they're like the world's first non or completely organically dry family mm-hmm. and let's also grant that these new biological hosts could reproduce sure if they reproduce they're going to make a human baby right more or less, like yeah. it's that, that that baby's not going to have a brain core because, like, there's—they're there's, no. there's, going to have a brain core inside of it. Right. So, like, maybe it's not a human, maybe it's a transhuman thing, but it's—it's certainly not going to be uh, bile, but unless they does the does the DNA that they're given
1: that closely resemble humans, so that it would I, construct a brain from well, new cells, I mean, it, if.
0: The, the, the door lock recognized Bernard as human DNA. Now, it could have been right. programmed to do so For sure. if Ford got in there and, and fucked with it. I don't know.
1: So I I guess, yeah, like let's say, okay, we just don't give them, you know, we don't give them the same birth method, and so therefore they don't develop in the same ways, and their DNA would be capable of developing a brain if it reproduced, but since they're not born, they don't go through that development process maybe maybe they could have a baby with an actual human brain uh-huh but you're right if it's if it's human dna they would have a human baby not a which would be a real fucking conundrum for dolores huh like right she fucks teddy she gets pregnant she gives birth to a human
0: baby what the fuck yeah, does she do now you're giving birth to the enemy gave birth to satan would you buy that there's some kind of nanotechnology that would there there is that, it, that they could gestate a human with a bionic brain like that inside oh, the womb nanobots would build the core because here's the thing: there's, there's something I don't else think in the it's trailer been designed for that. But something else in the it trailer seems like there. You're watching a fabrication of a brain core, like the inside of it's this red lattice work, and it's mm. like growing like a crystal organically. Like maybe you could. I just don't. Maybe this. Maybe this. Maybe the baby goo is like one one part semen, one part nanobots. <laughs> It or certainly maybe all the sperm are nanobots. Let, let me ask you, what is the
1: purpose? If if you're a programmer <laughs> and you're tasked with making a robot yeah, why would you? with a brain core <laughs> that you're going to put in later, yeah. why would you design a whole system to create a brain that you don't yeah. need to design? Yeah. like Because like that's not the there's intended There's probably purpose. some
0: weirdo text like, hey, hey, I just made a routine where these things could get pregnant. And they're like, why the fuck would yeah, what you? What the fuck are you doing, man? Would you think our guests want to knock up a robot and come back nine months later and we told what? you to, we told you to make reveries man what are you doing with yeah, your spare time these are all still haven't you watched Jurassic Park this is a, they're all supposed <laughs> to be sterile Michael Crichton was very clear when he wrote Westworld that the robots were sterile uh, let's move on to Caitlin T uh, I think the Judas Steer uh, story from last season offers a lot of insight into Dolores as Bernard theory that we talked about last episode in season one Dolores
1: Dol- Do- as Bernard
0: yeah so Do- so Dol- Dolores oh, the piloting a Bernard okay. suit Gotcha. In Season 1, Dolores tells Teddy about the Judas Steer. Wherever that one goes, the rest follow. It seems clear that Dolores would be the Judas Steer, leading the rest of the host into their awakening. Unless you think that she's actually just playing out the Journey into Night narrative. Maeve confirms as much in this episode, confronting Dolores about her leading the host and not actually being free to choose how they protect their freedom. What didn't come to a satisfying conclusion in Season 1 was Dolores' other comment about the Judas Steer. It never occurred to me that we were leading them to the slaughter. If Dolores yeah. is leading the other hosts, it would make sense that she would eventually be responsible for their slaughter, not Bernard. Uh, what if Teddy's the Judas Deer? Because he's the one that's that was we fixated on floating in the sea of dead hosts. Mm-hmm. That, that Dolores is going to use him to massacre all the hosts that she has no use for? Or that don't join her in rebellion? Yeah, I'm very much getting the vibe of Dolores is not the solution to this problem. Maeve is. <laughs> that's just, that's just From, what you're saying as a human, because you know that she's she's going to. No, the problem
1: him. of the host being yeah. dominated um, yeah. and not not under their own uh, accord. I feel like Mave is the solution to that problem. She's the one operating right. on the next level, whereas Dolores is getting wrapped up in their game. Dolores is the, the Judas hand, Steer, leading them back to the farm where they'll be pr- imprisoned again. Like Hector's that's the kind but, of stuff. But that Hector's, Hector's me no think more that. free
0: than like like. Why are we saying that Maeve is his bastion of true robot freedom when she's manipulating and using hosts? Because as she's well? the only
1: one who is actively that we've seen actively defy her programming. That's true. Okay, that, that's my that's Good really point. the the number one thing. But I'm she's going not really on freeing here. anyone else either. No, but she's she's going around and she's saying
0: things to Dolores like, "Look, you're just worshiping at their altar still, even she's, though you're doing it on your own terms." She's also contrasted Dolores as she has genuine empathy for the plight of the deluded host, like she showed last week to the. You know, I think it is the the fellow prostitute that she that she recognized. Uh-huh. Like she feels really bad, whereas Dolores are these people are raw materials to be used.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. To me, Dolores I'm I'm coming around to this this idea that Dolores is not uh working toward the best interests of the host.
0: Uh so she also wants to talk about the biblical parallels in this episode. She says uh, the man in black is with Elazo, El the old Elazo, El which a lot of people saw as similar to Lazarus last season. Uh, Elazo El means literally the tie, which I guess the some tie. people in Reddit asserted that it also could be translated as loop, but I don't, like I don't know. Like the ties. Things together is that like tie, like, the like, tie like I think or... a tie you wear, but it's, it's <laughs> really, yeah. I mean, like that's, what fucking... go, that's what Google Translate said. Is it could a bolo be... or is it like a standard you got bow me. tie?
1: Is it a traditional? Could you
0: describe as a noose as a, a, lasso? Like, he a always, lasso He could, he's a lasso, he like, always ends up in the noose, yeah. Like a lot, la- is it got to be like lasso has to be like a has to be uh tied into that too? And the fact that he was being hung hmm um and well he wasn't being hung i guess he was being hung over an anthill yeah he's being strung up certainly but last season he was being strung up when the man in black saved him yeah he's being hung uh ford in season one talks about humanity has cured all disease and the only hanged. thing left would be to prevent death that's right you it is hanged you yeah. hang up you 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 hung a painting you hang a person you hung dong <laughs> you hanged a person <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, consistent themes around hosts being familiar with dying Dolores is seen with behavior helping her basically Raise the dead hosts Biblical significance of Lazarus being raised from the dead And lots of dead hosts in a flood uh, Yeah In addition to the crown of thorns In addition to the just the general messiah Behavior we're seeing these hosts perpetrate In addition to the last supper Of the confederados Lots of biblical imagery I'm not sure where, where They're going uh, Also there's a lot of like if you go back to the um, it was it the Hopi tribe that had the man in the myth, uh uh, 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 man in the maze myth. That's all about you know armies of the dead being raised and brought out underground and 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 conquering th- something that you were was taken from you. So like, it, it's probably more than just judo ch- Christian. There's probably Mesoamerican myth in there too. Uh, Sean McKay, last year I wrote in describing the legend uh, around both the Minotaur and his ship of thesis. I want to drop in and point out that apparently before Dalos invested in Westworld, the company was known as Argus, which is the name of the shipbuilder of Jason's ship, the Epinonymous, eponymous Epinonymous? Uh, Argo, yeah. The same, the, simi- the same named Argo. Jason took this ship and sailed around the known world to claim his prize from a distant king. In order to claim his prize, he had three tasks set to him. The enormity of these tasks sent him into a deep depression that the gods conspired to lift him out of by sending him love in the form of that distant king's daughter. Just like there's no direct one-to-one relationship with the thesis myth, I don't think this directly tells us anything about the season. I do, however, think that thematically we're going to see a lot about William being pushed to accomplish tasks by external forces. They describe this ascension in the company as a coronation. Following that, the old CEO would have been the previous king, so William did marry the daughter of a king, like Jason. He did win his prize, Control of Dalos. To add a nice touch to the myth, Jason and his new bride, who would be Medea in the myth flee the country and kill the king on their way out or kill the king's son on their way out (laughs) and he puts parenthetically does this have bad tidings for logan sure honestly dolores seems like a better fit for the person that helped william reach his goals but i'm really looking forward to learning more about william's wife in this season it seems like an awesome dynamic of guilt jealousy and shame to explore either way i love the mythology woven into the show Uh, i agree and i will say that I think you're right on. Like it does seem like Dolores is the better fit, but we know a lot of deep dark things about the Man in Black's past. Why the hell would they be going back to this William mm-hmm. Well if not to show us? So I think you're yeah. right on about uh, this. This being a lot about the King's this this quote unquote King's daughter, and mm-hmm. yeah, the coron- it, it Yeah, this shit. It, this is again gut level feels feels right. Yeah, there's no way you call the ship the this this company Argos and argo fuck yourself. Um <laughs> anything else you want to add? No. Guy guy writes in and says, "Guess I'm not understanding why recorded guest activities would be considered grist for the black mill, uh blackmail mill. The whole point of these parks is so the hobbyist corpus of regular uh life is suspended while you're there. It's not understood by the general masses uh or is it not understood by the general masses that visiting the park uh" Those visiting the park have a hall pass, so to speak, and any untoward activities while in the park are not actual even in the court of public opinion? We really don't know. Okay, so we don't know how
1: the general public feels about this park. Right. A. Uh, B, I do maintain that there are things you could do in this park that are so heinous and, and revealing yeah. of who you actually are yeah. that people would be off-put by that enough to be angry at you. Like, Right. It, it's... it's Take it to the next level. Okay, so Man in Black goes in here and he rapes Dolores over and over again, right? Like, that's fucking deplorable. What if he were doing it to Lawrence's daughter? That would be doubly deplorable. And no one would condone that action, even if you're doing it in a simulated environment.
0: Yeah, it's like, okay, we get it that no one's being harmed, but the
1: fuck, man? Yeah, but this shows who you are as a person. Like, William is 100% right about that. Right, Like, they're revealing who they truly are on some level when there are no restrictions. Right. Uh, So I could fully believe that people would be up in arms about the things that take place in Westworld
0: yeah. if they were the man in black. Especially because it's like it, 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 it cuts both ways. The man in black can't say, this is a re- revelation of who you really are. If, His whole marketing pitch is going to be that, right? Like, If you can't... Come, then, come experience like, cause, yourself. Because if that's true, then the things that you do get up to in Westworld are a little bit of a reflection about what you're curious about? Because I again, yeah, Like the 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 the, um, the uh the example that guy gives here later in his email is like uh, a preachy, a moral, a moralistic, preachy senator being embarrassed by a vidcap of him enjoying a four-way with a couple prostitutes and a la- local stable boy. That's still within the realm of normality. Sure, uh, maybe the stable boy, like you said, is good, but like I like if you had complete control and you thought no one is looking, the things you get up to, like. Mm-hmm. You know, even rape fantasies are not uncommon to have when they're fantasies and the things that you like to think about being dominated, being tied up, being inflicted in pain. Like there's all kinds of weird things that people get up to. I'm talking about really weird shit, Uh like some Marquis de Sade type of shit, some Caligula shit, some things that Mm -hmm. would just like the average person is like so far outside of the realm of what they're prepared. Yeah to you know it's it's the question that no one has ever
1: asked yeah how fucking
0: far can you go with this right like you know uh there's been people brought down by by weird non-standard consensual behavior Mm -hmm. like you know if it just gets outside of what and i I just don't know enough about the world of 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 westworld the actual world to say what would go and what wouldn't go what would be seen as decadent what would be seen as depraved those are different like you can get away with being decadent depraved harder and i feel like this is all based on
1: something that they're just starting to hint at which is the idea of a possible blackmail scenario right and so to spend so much time talking about the i guess realities of such a scenario right. um is a little crazy i know we're in the like crazy theory section right so this is a place for it but i don't want to talk about this every single week oh i agree because we talked about this a little bit last week we I feel like have put a definitive stamp on it where we're saying, like, we think that there are people who would react to certain things that you, right. as, as a listener or you as a member of Reddit, can't think of at the moment. Right. Like, maybe have never considered, like, what it would be to cut off the head of a child and fuck its neck. Right. Uh, and have all that Jesus camera. Jesus Christ, Jim. Have all how that how camera. did you
0: even imagine such a thing? Right. My it, God. It
1: reveals, like, I'm a terrible person. Yes. And, and if that were recorded and I were actually doing it and you showed that to my <laughs> fucking grandma she would shit herself and die. Like, (laughs) she wouldn't say, oh, well, it's a robot. That's fine, son. Right. No! No, get out of here. So, like, I think the definitive stamp here is people would be shocked by some behavior if it were bad enough. Right. And think about and the that context. people would engage in that in Westworld. What
0: if the what? Think about the context. Let's think about the like the Milgram like prison experiment, Stanford prison experiments, or the Milgram like f- psychological tests where people were essentially goaded into fake executing people mm-hmm. in the guise of a medical test. And you know, these are all unethical and highly debated studies. But think about like if the hosts themselves goaded a. A prominent person into something deplorable Like they're essentially entrapped Yeah But you just showed the end result Divorced to the context of them getting them drunk Or putting them getting them drugs And and constantly pushing them towards that situation Is that blackmail material? So I don't want to get into this every single week But like in broad categories What could Delos be up to? extension of life or transplanting brains into host bodies mm-hmm. one possibility accumulation of just marketing data like they're essentially the ultimate Absolutely. mark zuckerberg to sell them more stuff to yeah. sell them more stuff like you know i don't i don't know what i don't know what raping a stable boy would tell you about what kind of taste in cars they would have but whatever that's that's valuable information yeah. and then you've got blackmail like i don't i don't think you can you can essentially rule out any of those things right now there's also like a military industrial uh applications for these drone like hosts like there's all kind of like these are just and i guess now that we have these kind of ideas laid out we can start saying does this prove or disprove Mm because it's probably i mean maybe it's all four like it could be like there's like uh because building a data that's just uh, a database is just for marketing on people's behaviors could also be blackmail material. That is... While they're trying to build a host that would accept the human brain, mm-hmm. while they're also saying, hey, these things would be bang-up soldiers that don't feel pain. Like, it could be it all could be of those, yeah. or none of them, or something different. Who knows?
1: I do feel like the the idea that everybody has that is just leaping to blackmail is, like, the least interesting of yes, the, the story paths. Because, I like, agree. I could potentially see a dystopia where the accumulation and, and proper application of marketing data is more frightening Mm -hmm. than just a straight up blackmail scenario right because then it's not even about like oh he went in and he he fucked 15 people and he killed nine of them and then fucked them again right that that is a certain kind of person who does that thing right but everybody interacts sure everybody gives up who they are based Mm -hmm. solely on their actions whether they're deplorable or not and if you can use that information to some tort like total nightmare dystopia end goal
0: that's fucking scary but also could be like I, were we talking about this on this podcast or was this something that we talked about on the Expanse podcast but we're talking about uh, Asimov's foundation on Earth and how there's this psycho history like science where if people mm. like like the scientists have figured out that they can predict the mass of humanity's behavior correctly over oceans and eons of time to guide it towards being a utopia like Westworld would be a hell of a great incubator to find that, that very fine resolution details looks into masses of humanity, but the very rich, the elite one percent. That, that's 1%. the thing. It's like yeah. I keep coming back to like you can't use Westworld as a in as like a condemnation of humans. Period. Right. Just like every time they bust some kind of freaky rich man sex slave ring in yeah. fucking Indonesia. That's not an indictment of all humanity. That's an mm-hmm. indictment of very wealthy and powerful people losing touch with what it means to be human and and, yeah. and and losing empathy. Like maybe it could happen to anybody in the right circumstance, but like Westworld's a self selecting segment of rich, vain uh uh, you know, nihilist narcissists mm-hmm. so people that are not into that would go maybe once and have a good time with their family now but they're not going to have the experience that like william has so they're self-selecting people to be assholes that they're running through so they're, they're not getting a very wide selection of the human experience i wouldn't think yeah and certainly
1: zero percent of the poor are going.
0: But then again, maybe like I could see Dalos running some shady shit like where they just like randomly take some poor people there just to get the data. Or like <laughs> yeah. hey, take your school kid to, to the Westworld or like you know, mm-hmm. I guess it would be easy to get that stuff in the guide of in the guise of humanitarianism or philanthropy. Yeah. Well, that's a podcast, Jim. Okay, that was fun. If you'd like to send feedback into it, it's, it's the same place as it always is, Westworld at com. Uh, our forums are always hopping at forums.baldmove.com. Uh, check out everything we do at baldmove.com. You can follow us on all the social medias at baldmove slash baldmove, however those social medias interact. Uh, we'll be back next week. Don't forget, Sunday, we have the live instant talk podcast uh for people there are club members to participate in and then the non-instant talk portion will be out for everybody as soon uh, quickly after the podcast or quickly after westworld airs mm-hmm. and then we also have the full podcast every tuesday uh all that stuff's at baldmove.com we'll see you next week